It's Friday evening and it is weekender time once again, folks. And on this week's show, I'm joined by Justin Shea and the voice of reason returns as Ben comes back to us with all the news from Warhammer Fest to keep us up to date. But before we get into the show, we have this week's prize from store.ontabletop.com. We have two prizes this week. One lucky winner will get a GW parade-ready paint set. One lucky winner will get a battle-ready paint set so you can start painting up all those figures that have been languishing in a corner in shades of grey. To be able to chance to win, you need to be a subscriber to the channel, pop a comment below, and if you do the socially thing, then do the socially thing. Well done, you. Otherwise, sit back and relax, because your weekend starts here. Hello, how are you, otters? I hope you're keeping grand this Friday night. It's a big weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh my, yes, yes. Everything stops for for tea on Saturday, apparently. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Wait, is something big happening? I didn't know. Some guys being crowned. I think oh. his name's like Bing Marls or something. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think he's, he's just muscling in on Moonstone's uh, yeah. miniature. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you ask me. Yeah. But we'll get to that later on in the news. <laughs> of course we will. <laughs> but if you're not interested in what's going on with billionaires who own most of England, uh, then we're here <laughs> to tell you what's happening in the world of tiny fighting men instead, which is yeah. much more interesting. You can own your own world, but yeah. on the tabletop. Yeah. So let's face it, these days, it's probably how most people are going to be able to afford to buy a house. That's true. If it's yeah. 28 mil and made of resin. Yeah. I mean, on- honestly, I'm just waiting for Bunny Badger to make the Coronation tabletop game. Oh, I'm sure they will. <laughs> Getting, you're trying to get to the throne to sit down and get crowned, but there's assassins all the way along. Give yeah. it time. It, it can't be far <laughs> off. Um, so, a couple of quick updates. Big quick updates. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is the UK Games Exposition have announced their um, awards shortlist. Yeah. So uh, these are the the games and products and stuff that have uh, been chosen to be shortlisted through um, to then be voted on as uh, winners for uh, the convention uh, at the beginning of June. So if you want mm. to click through and have a look at that, there's going to be loads of awesome stuff in there. There's quite an uh, interesting section from board games um, mm. and card games and, and miniature games and stuff like that. Um, some of them people will know. Um, quite like off the bat, like Village Rails is in there, Earth's in there as well. Um, you've got some big board games like Frostpunk as well. But there's actually a few that I've, I I wasn't actually particularly aware of, actually, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, so there's some nice sleeper hits in there for a lot of people to go and have a look at, which is quite nice. Um, Vikings. Oh, there, there, there's Lloyd's one. Yeah. <laughs> Isle of Trains. All right. Yes. I, I thought you were looking at Village, Village Rails. Village Rails is also really good. Of course, uh, Osprey are in there as well, which is quite there nice. There are multiple trains. Yeah. War of the Ring, the card game's in there as well, so that gets a big tick from me, which is quite nice to see. Yeah, I, I don't know. Are we supposed to be uh, neutral on this? <laughs> Maybe, probably. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, for I, the dystopian Moonstone's there, or? so we know Moonstone, that's a gimme. Moonstone yeah. are in two categories. They're best oh, managers. Yeah. And best rules. Now, Very nice. I don't know how you vote for these, but if people don't vote for those, I will find you and cut you. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we're aware. Okay. Be afraid. I think, be very afraid. 
Jerry has very long legs. He yeah. will catch you even yeah. if you run. I believe they do. I believe there's like a panel of judges that vote on stuff, but then also there's the like people's choice, people's choice, um, yeah, of, uh, options as well. So these are all going to be the um, announced on the Sunday of UK Games Expo. Mm -hmm. um, so if you come along, obviously this means you can come and actually tidy in the dive into all these different games and products and stuff that are available at the event. See what you think of them, and then maybe cast your vote. The way that uh, you see fit. Yeah. Well, also, not the way you see fit. I've just told you what you're just casting. doing. Moonstone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, also on the actual day, because we should be live streaming from the event, all being well, no technical gremlins. We will be live streaming You've the awards themselves. Mm. And if you're at the show, you can come sit down and see if your favorite one or a very angry Jerry just charging into the crowd going, You voted wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll be like wrestling. Just yeah. bombing off the stage like he's on the top rope. Oh no, it'll be the, the Bigfoot. We'll just be coming right up there into people's faces. <laughs> There's going to be a mysterious illness amongst the UKG staff, and Jerry will present the awards, and they will all go to the things that he likes. I've spent a lot of time learning how to tie various knots recently yes. for rigging a ship. <laughs> so I'll put all right, that, I, I I'll put that knowledge would, to good use. I thought knowing Jerry, it would be, oh, I'll buy everyone some red wine. By the way, there might be a taste of antifreeze in there. <laughs> I imagine it's mostly in there anyway. Um, we also have this week put up the first of the salute videos. Mm. So talk about that last five. week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you've not seen, um, this is where we're we're going to start diving into some of the tables and talk to some of the people behind it, whether they're individuals or clubs or whatever. Mm. Um, and you can see some of the stuff they were were up to. So it's not just a case of of here's a here's the Tron table, but it's also what went into making it, what the game design is like behind it, mm -hmm. um, who's done it, that sort of thing. Bexley Reapers, that was great. Yeah, I'm, I'm really sad I missed this one because I remember years ago they mentioned they were thinking of doing this to me. And then yeah. they went oh, yeah. and did it, yeah. and it was there the year I wasn't there, so you, you were You were cited as being the uh, controlling influence on that one. The catalyst, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, but not a bear. But not a bear. <laughs> not a bear. Ch chasing, chasing people around in tractor games. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We we kind of said it in the outro to uh, the day and the live vlog and stuff, but I think it was possibly uh, you know one of the best showings of gaming tables I think for a long while, which is really cool. Well, I mean, you guys uh, didn't even make it to all of them. We didn't no. even make it to a quarter of them. Yeah, oh, quite a lot. Okay, there were but so many. To be um, fair, if if there was one that wasn't in the video that might have popped up in uh, the live blog, so make sure to go and have a look. at Oh some god, of yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah, There's tons of stuff, stuff in the in so, the galleries. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this I mean, is just. That people I could get near to to torment, <laughs> torment my dead. Yeah. But I mean that that first one had at least three of my favourites from all of it so far, which is the flats. Yes, oh, yeah, that massive table with the flat miniatures, and yeah, then Mark, drawn Mark one, Hammer. and then Bunny Badger with you know the <laughs> the deportation game from America. For no, it's not deportation; they were fleeing. <laughs> fleeing the uh... and isn't one of the ways to win to actually find a Mexican passport show it to them and get deported oh yeah get deported yeah yeah, yeah. but but that, you know obviously you're not technically a Mexican you're just trying to get over that wall yeah. that's hemming you in yeah what, I, what, I, like, what? I like the idea of the, the way they approach the games and do satire every time so it'll be fascinating yes. to see what they what do they for do the next, next one yeah, yeah. what like, like I like about the coronation yeah, what I quite liked about the flats table was that it was very Scooby Doo in, in in some respects. Where if you looked at it in a certain way, all the miniatures disappeared, which yeah. is quite funny. So, uh, that was kind of, yeah. they are, they are. I'm not going to say that it contains favourite tables for me because 
I was choosing the tables as we went round. So, so all uh, of Jerry's uh, every one of them is if Jerry's it's a video, uh, and and it's not even all of mine because some of them we just couldn't get near because of time. Some we couldn't get near because there was one person running it, and the, the, you know they're trying to run a game for multiple people, and yeah. you can't interrupt them for ten minutes. Yeah, because I don't fair. do quick interviews. Well, you're not too bad. Yeah, yeah they, well, they weren't all going in one half hour segment like Ben thought that was going to happen anyway. Something <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, no, it's probably going to be like four half hour videos yeah. at minimum. Well, there you go. Right. So keep your eye out for that. That's the first next one. I think it's every Wednesday, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so for the next three weeks from now, every Wednesday at 5 p.m., you will get the next round of Jerry's Best of Salute. Mm. Well done, me. Right, on to the most important part of the week. Yes. It's the Indie of the Week. And what are we looking at this week, Ben? Well, Jerry, (laughs) it's one that I actually, uh, I'm surprised that we've not talked about already, to be honest, actually. Oh, so Uh, we're doing Weaver Miniatures. Oh, wait. (laughs) But you've managed to sneak in uh, Arena Rex. Yeah, yeah. Red Republic Games, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I have. You're oh my darn, god! Darn t- I remember how amazing these miniatures are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I actually played a game with some of these miniatures the last time I was at Historicon. Wow! You, you, I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Arena Rex, it's a mythical version of our history. Um, it is just a gladiatorial combat game, um, but it it means that it includes anachronisms. So there's Native Americans can be in the arenas alongside Egyptians and Gorgons and rhinos, that sort of thing. Um, and the game itself is set up as a, a 35 mil skirmish game. Um, so there's a lot going on here. I think I'm going to jump to the rules before I jump to the miniatures, because I'm like that. It kind of makes sense, just yeah. before we get distracted by all the shiny. So te- teasing people. You can see there that um, there's a revised rule book and card deck for the the game itself. Um, So this came out at Gen Con, I believe. Um, But we'll start with with the cards themselves, just so you can get an idea, because the game itself is relatively simple. Um, You've got two actions you can take for uh, each of your characters. Um, Taking multiple actions will start to generate fatigue, like Saga. However, um, you build your warbands with no points. It's just equal miniatures aside, like Moonstone. Uh, and then you stab That's each cool. other up. So it's 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 very simple. You just pick your, your faction and then you go from there. And then the, the system is, is a dice pool based where a four, five or six is a success. So it's very simple when you look and you see move of six, it's all ninjas because um, it's American freedom units. Uh, attack is six dice. <laughs> Defense two dice. Armor is a flat value that you reduce okay. things by. So yeah. if somebody rolls six dice against you and then you roll two dice in defense, you take the successes away from each other and then that gives you the amount of hits mm-hmm. done. But the amount of hits isn't straight damage. So you see this track here where it says two, three, two, and then there's some arrows and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is like a little branching damage tree so every success and you start at the top and work your way down every success you move as an 
area. So you can go two damage, three damage, two damage if you did three successes. So you'd actually do seven damage in total. Or you could go down the other side and go two, a pushback. Pushbacks also cause one damage. Right. And two, so you'd only cause five damage, but you would also push the character away so they're not engaged with you which means you can depending on the gladiator you're using some of them have um there are other abilities you can will pop into these branching trees that will be like a a maneuver so you can do some damage and then actually leave combat yourself um uh, to allow you to open up for other characters to come in later on and miller them so Uh, someone rocking around with a massive warhammer will maybe have more pushes than someone say a gladius yeah or um or one of the the trident and net carrying um, Myrmidon type gladiators are, are good at sort of pushing people back or locking them in place and then getting away. So mm-hmm. they're, they're light gladiators that can sort of fire and maneuver, for want of a better word. Um, occasionally, it will have something else in there. Down the bottom, you have the um, wind track, and you see the little wreaths every so often as you go down so you have a dice pull at the start that's called um i think it's called valor don't hold me to that uh but you've you've got a dice pull for each side it normally starts at three they're extra dice that you can add to any test at any time however they once you use them they're gone but anytime you roll a success on those so four five or six it counts as two successes to the test so if you've only got armor of two and somebody comes at you with six you could throw in one valor dice and then if you succeed in that, that's actually, you know, two. So you might be able to defend four of the six that oh, are incoming okay. with only yeah. with only three dice. Um, but then as people get wounded, obviously the crowd are baying for blood. People are getting stuck in the fight. They're not sitting at the back, resting on their of laurels. <laughs> so you get new Valor dice. You replenish your pull that way. Um, so this this is where I think the, the interesting mechanics for the game are. Um, mm. Because you've got this sort of branching tree, and it's different for every gladiator. So you may find ones that do more damage, ones that do more pushbacks. Like you were saying, Justin, the the options are there. Um, does it run for? Does does it does it go? I I I I activate a, a character, and then yes. you activate a character. It's, okay. it's individual models activate back and forth till everybody's right. activated. Um, How many miniatures per side? Uh, three to six. Most people sort of plump for five. The starter sets for want of a better word for each faction contain three gladiators so that's enough to get you started um when you hit a point where everybody is fatigued on your side so you can't sort of react or counter attack you can you can do it's like a clear up phase where everybody removes one fatigue because you only get two fatigue will exhaust a a model right Um, so you can remove one from each and then you can do tactics uh, and depending on the the setup you've got, depending on the faction you've chosen, they've got access to different tactics. Some of them might be you can spend Valor Dice to um, take another fatigue off somebody or to move, or there's lots of different things you can do. And then there's some faction-specific um, bits and pieces that you can play around with. So there's a lot of tactical depth because you're playing in very small, sort of little 30-inch circular arenas, which is, is fascinating. So that's... The, the game in the bare bones. Hello, Egyptian. Um, I just want to see if there's anything else. Oh, there's the scenarios at the end. So obviously you're mostly playing um, group v group. However, there are things like beasts in the game. Yeah. Hello, Rhino. Uh, so there are a couple of interesting sort of scenario Um change-ups that you can do where you might take your regular gladiators and your opponent just takes nothing but beasts 
um, to put up against them. And another one is uh, there are things called Titans, like Medusa or like that Chimera-looking fella who isn't actually listed as Chimera. I can't remember who he's listed. We'll see him when we get to the bottles. But just just call it a lesson until we know. Lesson. Oh no, there is a lesson in the Native American <laughs> session. Um, but there, there's a, a scenario where you you play with a Titan and you play three um, three games. So the first one is your Titan against your opponent's regular people. Then their titan against your regular people and then the survivors of the peoples fight off in the final arena ah, battle against each other cool. after their titans have, have gone ruffle stomping on people yeah um and the victor goes to the spoils so i like the fact that they've added the sort of the mythical and, and base parts to change up the scenario so it doesn't become sort of stale yeah and then true. after that it's really a case of obviously it's a circular arena and most of the times it's very coliseum based but you could start building more elaborate arenas like uh, gladiators, you know, um, have all you sorts of ups and downs. My and first whistle. Exactly. All <laughs> sorts of ups and downs and things. Um, so that aside, we have five factions uh, and the models are absolutely stunning. Um, so the Helikoneki. Uh, so good. As you can imagine, a bit of a Greek sort of feel. Um, mm. Are they like are they like 35 mil? 35 mil. So yeah. so when you're playing a small game that only requires a handful of figures, why not go a bit bigger and put some more uh, detail and effects into them? Uh, the models themselves come with the game cards and uh, art cards as well, actually, which is a really nice touch um, because when you've got figures like this, why would you not mm. show them off to their, their bestest? And you can see some of the, uh, the miniatures obviously have got on we've given them lloyd shots and all sorts of things because you know. <laughs> because it's nice to again the best web store <laughs> the uh that's why i'm doing it while lloyd's not here don't worry <laughs> the next time he's back on the show we're going to do hovels uh website that hasn't been updated since before the internet web was in, existed um so what, whenever it was just dial up message boards oh no no pre that oh wow it's yeah, literally it's just, just like, a photo of a message board yeah. in a church or something. Yeah. <laughs> nope, nope, tied onto a pigeon. Yeah. Yes. This is just so you have to go and blank this out, Justin. Thanks, Jerry. I appreciate You're that, buddy. Get, any, the, get the clippers. Get the yep. clippers. Um, <laughs> no, no, it, it's get the black box of doom. <laughs> but we also have these, so things like Theophania. I mean, there are utterly gorgeous models, and then you see things like Wow. This. Uh, it's like a seahorse. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a it, Pokemon. It, yeah, but it's a seahorse horse. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Pokemon. Oh, <laughs> uh, sixth generation Pokemon. Yeah. Are these like their analogue for kind of ancient Greek Atlanteans then, I suppose? Or, or got... I, I suppose theoretically, yeah. Theoretically, they're just ancient Greek, but then whenever you start tacking in mythical beasts like this, not every faction has a mythical beast, yes, that right. can be ridden. Um, but you've got your sort of your Greeks. Uh, if I go back to here, kill those. You've got a couple of Romans. So you've got the Ludo Magnus, which is essentially a gladiatorial house. Um, like a kind of classic one. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, like like an actual, you know, well, we've all seen Gladiator. Mm. It's, it's an Ollie Reed run type of thing <laughs> where you've got uh, some gladiators that may be standard, Muscles on muscle. Yeah. Not even or, the DCC to just have a six pack. They have an eight pack. Or less standard. 
Oh, very Fair. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'd be scared. Ass. Yeah. I mean, if you were the Christian getting thrown out into the arena and you saw that or the seahorse horse. Oh, don't worry. There are no <laughs> Christians in this game. They, they were all wiped out. Oh, well, okay. So you get thrown out into the arena and you see any of that. You're like, yeah, no, I'm done. I am out. Just make it quick. Yeah. That guy's so cool. All of them are so cool. Yes. Yeah. It's it's appalling, really. Um, have a look at Septimus as well, because why not? So there he is when he's not got a bull between his legs. Mm. Well done, him. I do like seeing that they've got some 75 mil miniatures in there that you could do as statuary. Yeah, which means they could either go into the middle of the arena as um, a piece of terrain to block things or you just put it up around the edge yeah, you can see pretty, Septimus pretty who has all the pushbacks in Christendom yeah, yeah. if Christendom yeah. still existed um, so you can see that's our standard Roman arena types but Very then nice. we also have the 8th Legion so actual gladiator style gladiators coming from the way of the uh, is it just me or is he partially tree? He might be partially tree. He's got an axe as well. Proper green man. Yeah. Yeah. Not running around the place with uh, stupid things. Mm. I mean, the sculpted detail on some of the different weapons and shields and stuff is just mind-blowing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's really... It helps that their sculptors are top-notch, but they've got some fantastic painters in as well mm. um, to really mm. sort of push it and set it apart. Mm. Uh, I also love the fact that we're seeing some of the concept art down there. Yeah. Well, like I say, each each of them comes with an art card as well. So you you can see where they came from. And in fact, if you really want to see a lot of the stuff, they have um, articles. And the articles, they sort of petered out a few years ago. But if you scroll all the way back down to the very bottom where they started, most of it was concept art because they didn't have the miniatures. And so there's a lot of stuff going on in there. Uh, they even had... a. In fact, I think well, I might show you that they had a, an early um, competition where somebody, people were asked to send in their best gladiatorial face on, as a photograph, and then the winner was sculpted into a figure for one That's of the, cool. the teams. Nice, uh, and it's it's really fascinating to see that miniature and see the bloke as well that it came from. Look at that! Look, he's just on a horse. I mean, how weird is that? That is a gorgeous horse, yeah. though. Yeah. I mean, why would you just be on a horse when you can be on yeah. something else? So. Um, Maturii are your ancient Egyptians. Oh, scorpions. Oh, yeah. Fun. Scorpionox. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. See that? It's just, yeah, no, I'm done. I'm done. Goodbye. The starter says. Maturii. Big, obviously, big fella at the back. Very good at slapping people down. And mm. choppy chopping. Yeah. But that, that's where one of those things where you want to sort of um, creep around them, tie them up in knots, and then uh, have lots mm. of people slap them. So ah, treat them like an adat. Yeah. yeah. Tie his legs up and knock him over. And, and there's the hyena. Uh, there's one of yeah. those dogs. Best dog ever. It thinks everything I say is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you speak to it, all it hears is snack, go eat. <laughs> yeah, and we have the uh, Zephyr. Oh, these look a little creepy. These aren't creepy. These are delightful people. So this is um, 
Native American meets oh. Celt type of thing going on. They, yeah, they lean yeah. more on the, the Native American side. However, um, it's it's not the only sort of theme because if we go there, obviously that's very Native American. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm, yeah. But then we've got Haggle here. And this was the <laughs> this was the winner. Uh, I'm not saying I found these via the medium of going. What are ex Rackham sculptors currently doing these days? <laughs> I then discovered that Stefan was doing this. And I went, all right, fair enough. But that may have been how I found Arena Rex. Just saying, <laughs> not a bad way to find new games. No, very, by looking after very your favorite sculptors. Mm, very Celt. In fact, if I go articles, Hegel the horrible. And then if I. <laughs> If I say, hold your breath, people. Zoom. <laughs> so that's, that's them. My PC does not like this. <laughs> There's Leo. Uh, it is interesting seeing all the different weapon matrixes that they have. Yeah. yeah it must be about here. It seems like this... It's, it, this it uh, what I really like about what this is offering up... Ah, that, oh was the, man. that was the that was the sendership best win. gladiator face and uh, then win. it was like well okay then of course that's gonna nice be. Yeah. yeah i mean that's that's basically flawless gladiator mm. yeah so what was, I quite you know, like, really nice so, seeing that sorry what i quite like was what the game is offering and the range is that ability to dive into something that actually it seems really tactically deep and well thought out mm. but then with a handful of models per side so you can actually spend that little bit extra time building up stuff, yeah, and then diving in. Especially with people, I think moving up, moving towards this kind of game again, like smaller skirmish style stuff. Well, um, this is the thing. Whenever I think skirmish, this is sort of the the size, scale, and model count I imagine yeah. a skirmish battle should be. Yeah, it's a skirmish game with forty models. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, skirmish game should be less than ten. <laughs> but it's like what happened to to War Machine near the end of its last edition. It had just blown out so much. Yeah, the game engine couldn't handle it. Look at that. Yeah, the Gorgons are particularly mm. nice. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, Medusa is Medusa is one of those models I've often toyed with doing the thin, the see through, see through. Yeah, yeah the sheer material. Yeah. Um. And seeing that model, I'm going, mm, maybe I should just buy it and give that a go. Well, how does it look before it's painted? Uh, just like, curiosity. Like that. Mm. And again, because these are, the Gorgons are bigger than your average bear, that would make a stunning centerpiece statue on a table anyway, mm. especially if you're playing something like Saga or Clash of Spears or whatever, you know, yeah, having that as a marble statue. And yes, I knew they were. I love the idea of doing an arena with her, it's like a, an arena that's like a cave that has been kind of opened up. Mm. And at one end is uh, Medusa. Mm. And then there's like a series of um, like smashed up versions of sculptures that have all been turned oh. to stone by her. And then eventually one of them's kind of done the mirror shield thing and yes. like turned her back on herself and she's turned into stone. And it's just like this remnant of like an uh, old. Uh, instead of having, yeah, instead of having yeah. pillars, you've just yes. got lots of. Lots of stonied people. Oh, God, that'd be so cool. <laughs> Would your scenario be two adventuring parties trying to go and get Medusa's head? Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, you yeah. just play your gladiator 
territorial combat in there, in and around statues of your dead mates. Yeah, yeah. just don't look at her. <laughs> I mean, you know. it'll be like the what's the what was the Korean show where the the head turned around? Squid Games. Squid Games. It'll be like Squid Games. <laughs> the Medusa statue will be one way, and then it'll turn around. Red light, green light. <laughs> Season so, two. That's meant to be coming soon. Yeah, it is. Soon. So the Gorgons are beautiful. We've seen some of the beasts already, but the ones we haven't, including including laid on with. Kato or Kato on top. That is the happiest thing. It's you know that happy gecko. Yes, it's, it's like that. Horrible. Except I'm fairly certain that that's um, a Komodo dragon type of you <laughs> yes. know, type of thing. Yes. Yeah. Don't so get bitten. Happy, happy gecko Komodo. Komodo. That's the sort of thing that'll get you poisoned. You spend a week mm. before your leg rots off. It's nice that you can actually build it without the rider on it mm. if you want it just as a beast. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the things that I don't I. I don't necessarily like about a lot of the monstrous mounts that people do is that they put the barding on the back. Yes. Yeah. I prefer if that was separate or at least attached to the rider so that you can have just the beasts. Because there's so many dragons out there that I really like the look of, but then they have a saddle. They, they come and they've got saddles and stuff, and it's like, oh, God damn. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. Crashes. I mean, if you're in an arena, you don't want that thing set on you. Mm hmm. Somebody I like that um, uh, Red Republic are also crediting sculptors and illustrators and painters oh, yeah, yeah. where they can. Yeah, mm. so, so you can see who, I mean, there's another another one of Stefan's. Yeah. Um, and there's Crassus stage two, so he comes with two cards. Don't, <laughs> don't annoy him. Would you like to push him around? Would you, you like to see, push people around? Yeah. You can see here how this track works, So, because you always go from top down. Right. If you want to get across and get an extra valor, you're kind of having to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you get to there and you're you you're choosing your path based on your successes. So you can just do like so much damage. Yeah, you can do damage, or you can fatigue, or you can yeah. push people back, or you can yeah, get you additional can valor. So there's all sorts of things. Then you've got, like a ball. And you've got things like uh, special abilities down the bottom. So that's a really fun way of making characters feel more dynamic and interesting yes. and different from everybody yeah. else. Because you could do that with special rules, but having that attack matrix in there, determining really how damage it. is done is really interesting. Yeah. It, it really simplifies it so you're not thinking about the special rule, you're just seeing a symbol quickly reading it. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Tiger in Africa. Burning bright. And Proximo. Oh. What went into the making of that? A snake and a giraffe. Uh, <laughs> leopards. <laughs> Horse, yeah. zebra, yeah. badger, yeah. foxy, stouty, stout. Some All of these things and so much more. Maybe. Yeah. It tells you there. Oh. It's got strange barks, apparently. Transfixes <laughs> the crowd. It's a beast and a titan. So. The thing looks like off. if it got bored, it could just turn to the crowd and just pick someone up off their seat and go, hey, you're yeah. in the splash zone. Well, that's why you, <laughs> you always want to have a, a very high or a big Dip before you reach your crowd. You need to you need to protect your crowd because obviously you can't get them back in if they're dead. Mm. So that's that's key. I feel in many respects. This one's interesting because there's a dead end on one of the specials. Yeah, get down to there, and then if you want that additional value, you're stopping. Or if you yeah. just want to go straight through for the extra, so I mean, yeah. Or if you want to just come down, push them, and then do all the, the other damage. one. Else. Yeah. 
Well, uh, yeah, well, oh, that, well this one, the, yeah. the up yeah. uh, adds an extra fatigue to your right. So thing. basically, so knock them, them back and throw them fatigue. Yeah, I mean the the, the changes to the tactics you can use really interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's, I reckon it's, we might have to we might have to get a couple of. Uh, I mean, arena Bex, arena rex bands and have a go with this well, uh-huh. well here's the interesting thing at the moment because they've just done the revised edition mm-hmm. it means you can get the card deck to replace so if you've already got stuff and you're just looking at the updated cards you can buy the updated cards but you can get the cards and the rules which means you could then potentially try it out with figures you have very true then go back and pick mm-hmm. up these models i know some people look at them and go ah oh, they're too big i've already got 140 gladiators from the third servile war why do i need some more you can pick up the rules and just go for your guns it only uses standard d6 mm-hmm. so you're not having to mess around with anything else and then you just need a, a double-sided token to mark one fatigue two fatigues done so i definitely would give this a let's play mm-hmm. what do you think Shay? yeah i'd be up for that well, you so I, we were going to say you were buying the old Luce. <laughs> well, I did see the tiger and I want the tiger. Not the lion. Lions suck. <laughs> uh, lions suck. Leo will have you, Sonny Jimbo. The tiger would take him any day. But it's, it's a lion <laughs> with a ponytail. Yeah. A lion with a ponytail. That's the cheating <laughs> red. All right, that? all right. I know I was joking. Oh, my God, you kids. It's your MTV and your drugs. Um, a couple of other things before we leave it all behind. Um, if I could game supplies, they do do a couple of little <laughs> bits of, of resin. So there's the statue. I'll show you that because I know you were interested. They do an arena mat, which is a 30 inch uh, round neoprene arena mat with all the little crowd around it, which is quite nice. cute. And That's then cool. you've, you've got the little arena sets to put a bit of blocking terrain in your way. Um, that big 75 mil resin sculpt is, mm. is quite nice to stick in the middle of your, your arena. But B another, for victory. Yeah. yeah. But another <laughs> thing they did was, um, oh, it might be an article. It's, it's, no. No, the, the game book gives you the, the PDFs and stuff. Uh, here it is here, yeah. The Playmobil Arena. Uh, so yes. it is almost the same size as that playmat. Brilliant. Uh, now, if if you go onto the flea bays, people, you'll be able to find it anywhere between forty pounds and eighty pounds. Um, I imagine by the time this goes out, uh, It'll be if you well, I'm not saying that, but Warm I, I, I imagine it. all the forty pound ones will start to be snapped up in short order. If people, even if they're not planning on playing Arena Rex, but they're planning on doing something uh, ancient Roman or Colosseum based, mm. having a big chunky bit of plastic for dirt cheap is always good. I mean, um, having that and then destroying the walls a bit. If you uh, in and I, out. Well, I wouldn't destroy the walls. I, I'm quite happy. It clips together. So if I uh, want to, okay. you know, so if you want to do it, let people in and out type of thing, just remove a wall section. Or do the smart thing by two, do some destroyed ones with the clip still working so you can clip destroyed bits in and out. Seems like an awful lot of hassle. You know how long I've it's had Rome so sitting to... waiting for people to make it for me? <laughs> I mean, that, what are the chances of me doing two things myself? <laughs> anyway. Now, you see, this one feels very achievable to me. If you're one of those folks who don't like painting huge forces, getting your starter set, having three miniatures to paint, uh, you, you know, it just feels so much easier to look at that and go, I can do that. Mm. You know, so give, give yourself give hope. You more give, room give, to... give, give you hope, Jerry. Yeah, gives you more room to do other stuff that's mm. ancillary to your. Uh... To your to your game because you can be like right. I've done all the warband I need to do. 
now I get to do some terrain, now I get to build some maps, now I get to play around with all sorts of other things. I have a feeling if if people are interested in it, it's one of these games where even though price per miniature is relatively high compared to some other games, because you need so few and there's not a massive, you're not looking at a faction having 50 models, the faction has maybe yeah. eight. Yeah. I, I can see people going getting into it and then just going up big just go oh, you know yeah. well, i'll just i'll do i'll do the loss over time yeah. i will get the loss because yeah that, and when it comes to force expansion you're not looking at 30 guys to paint for your next force expansion you're looking at two yeah yeah whatever ones you like the look of um yeah. so the rules are available off the website for free anyway as pdf um in english german spanish italian and chinese that's gonna wow. make sundancer happy so <laughs> if, if you know, i didn't know he read Chinese. If uh, if you're interested, you can you can have a butcher's at that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think it, think it could be a lot of fun to take a swing at in the future. So that's my indie. Very awesome. cool. Bye down. Very cool. Bitches. Bye down. <laughs> right, we should be back in just one second with the news. Coming to you from the center of northwestern Europe, covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh- you love. It's the news. <laughs> All right, we are back with the news. Ben, yes. you were away last week. I was. Where were you? I was at Warhammer Fest. I have uh, a feeling I know what's going to be in the news. Uh, it's something to do with Warhammer Fest. Yeah. <laughs> is there a lot to do with Warhammer Fest? <laughs> is, is, is Jerry basically just going to sit deadpan staring at the screen for the next half hour? Well, maybe. There's some fun stuff in here. So we'll see. We'll see. There are some, I've put some nice things in for Jerry after we get through the Warhammer things. Oh, I, I've, I've just got to get through the aftercare. Okay. I noticed it wasn't first, so I couldn't get up and walk off. Yeah. After they were out of the way. <laughs> it's very clever. Yeah. I've done this on purpose. Right. So uh, the big news that came out of uh, Warhammer Fest on the Saturday at the preview that I didn't see because we weren't allowed in till 10. Uh, so I was watching it in the car on my phone. Uh, was uh, the full contents of the launch box for Warhammer 10th edition, which is called Leviathan. Uh, hence, you know, Tyranids, all that good stuff. Yep. Uh, so this is going to contain two big armies. Uh, they can be used as combat patrols in the game as well uh, when you get started, which is kind of awesome. Uh, but you get loads of Tyranids and you get loads of Space Marines. Uh, we're going to be starting... Uh, having a look at the stuff for the Tyranids first, because that's the best part of the box. Yes. Through the power armor. Um, <laughs> so we're going to have, we have the winged Tyranid Prime, which we had got a little bit of a sneaky peek at uh, in the run-up to Warhammer Fest, but this is a new kind of uh, sort of halfway house between like a, a hive tyrant and uh, and some of the stuff lower down the, the food chain, as it were. So uh, it's pretty- essentially a Tyranid Lieutenant. Yes, like a tyranny lieutenant. Oh, you've you've <laughs> ruined it for me. You put a red Yay. stripe down oh. the middle of his head. Then, no, you yeah. just do it right up on the horn. It's a red yeah. horn. On the yeah. positive blue, Shay, if, if it is a Primaris lieutenant for the Nids, it'll mean there's going to be 150 of them. That's true. Oh, sorry for ruining tyrannids for you, Shay. Uh, so I was I looking forward good. to beating that model. Oh. <laughs> so you got the wing tyranny prime there, which is looking pretty badass with its signing talents at the ready. Then you had the neuro tyrant, uh, which is kind of like your... Zoanthrope on steroids. Yeah, taking uh, from what they what Jess Goodwin had said and stuff, uh, a kind of like 
um, sort of notes from previous versions of the Tyranids that have come out in artwork and concept pieces and that kind of thing. That's a, a kind of uh, a theme that you'll see running throughout all the stuff for the Tyranids here anyway. I thought you were going to um, say it was take your kid to work day. Well, that, that's <laughs> that's your Wi-Fi hub and then your Wi-Fi boosters. Uh, don't, don't talk uh, to me and my son ever again. Yeah. <laughs> or, he'll, I, or he'll melt your brain. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am loving these these design choices they've made because it feels properly Tyranid where it is the hive mind evolving what it already has, refining yes. it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and a big, big brain bug uh, that will melt psychers and turn them into pools of goo, as you'd imagine. I don't get uh, psychers. Sweet. Yeah, and then uh, if you want to turn things to even bigger pools of goo, then you can call on the Screamer Killer, uh, which a lot of people will remember from the very, I think it was the very first Carnifex model, wasn't it, back in the day? Yeah. Yes. Uh, that was uh, the nickname was the Screamer Killer Carnifex, and then uh, it's now been revamped and updated. It still fires bioplasma from its mouth and turns you into sure. uh, sticky paste. Why would it um, not? What but, this uh, reminds me of is you remember whenever they did the second Predator versus Alien movie, and you got the Predalien. Uh, it's nope. a little Predalien, yes. I uh, suppose. I'm, actually. I'm so glad I don't. <laughs> there have been to date two Predator films. Predator. <laughs> Predator. One Jerry. of them was in the jungle, and one of them was in the city. Yeah. Uh, you should go watch Prey, Jerry. Nope. Meant to be quite good, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, nope. uh, uh, a nice-looking uh, update there on a classic miniature, which is kind of awesome to see. Uh, Going to be sticking pins into things and ripping them apart, as it did in the trailer. Uh, you've then got uh, some of the stuff that we'd seen uh, in the run-up to Warmfest. So we had the Von Ryan's Leapers, which are kind of like your a mix between a gaunt or and a, 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 a sort of lictor-style thing. Yeah. Sneaking around in the background, ready to leap on you. And uh, that's Von uh, Ryan's I, Express. Is that what yeah. you said? <laughs> uh, once again, this is actually based on some stuff from uh, you know previous codexes and artwork and articles and things that came out about the uh, Tyranids. Because obviously, for the most part, the Tyranids get named by the people who either die to them or discover them. Uh, or discover them. Them. Are, 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 them. Yeah, the people yeah. who discover yeah. them generally die to them first. Yeah. Although these guys look as if they've just been made to hunt Sly Marbo. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're going to need more than three to hunt Sly Marble. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't seen unit sizes just yet. Uh, you've then got the Termagants, which got an update on their classic uh, style and form. Um, they've kind of just been bulked up and you know sort of added to with a little bit more detail here and there yeah. as well. They've still yeah, got yeah. their flesh borers, and you've got the yeah. Ripper swarms that come on the sprues, but they're also coming separately as well. They so look so much better than the previous ones. Yeah, yeah, way better than the previous iteration. It's a shame. Uh, I, we I'm going to say it's a shame that Games Workshop released these images on a white background, because that's what I was about to say. That's <laughs> <laughs> the blinding us. <laughs> but you can't really um, see some of the models because they're trying to flashbang you with the new yeah. releases. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've. Uh, I was. I'll come back to what I was going to say later. Actually, uh, we've also got some new variants on the gaunts as well. So um, the hive mind tends Ew. to create things that uh, it believes are going to be helpful for dealing with the current threat. And so you have the neuro gaunts and there's the barb gaunts, which we'll look at in a second. So the neuro gaunts feels like the platypus of the Tyranids. It's just like why there's something weird. Why do you exist? Who was yeah. drunk when you were like being bioforged? I think, <laughs> I think they've got the head of a piranha. They do. It does look like that, do doesn't it? Bit, yeah, yeah, that kind of like big nippy jaw. Yeah, it's almost uh, like a little snapping turtle. But they're kind of linked to the hive mind and the synapse creatures in, intrinsically. And so they, they act as kind of like your bodyguards for your synapse creatures. Mm. And they will like throw themselves in the way 
you know, kind of like ant style to protect their queen um, uh, in, in your These games. I and don't stuff. like. You don't? I quite like them. I, I don't like, that like they, best design. I like that they're kind of like soft shelled in a way. I think it kind of looks kind of cool and weird. Swing and a miss. <laughs> I like that there's no reason to actually buy gaunt. Yes. Yeah. Because you, uh, you bought you bought turbo guns because they were good. You never bought yeah. guns. You never bought guns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you then got barb gaunts, uh, which are kind of like your rocket launcher troops, I guess. Uh, so they've got kind of like bio uh, weapons strapped to their shoulders. There's kind of like big red and black things there, mm. uh, and they fire barbs and stuff into the air and down into your opponents and things like that. Um, so essentially, they've gone. Um, how do we give the Tyranids some kind of heavy artillery? In, in in squads and stuff and so that's where the barb gaunts come in which I think is kind of cool um, see here, here's what happened with these they had the designer working away doing their thing then the client came in like 90% through the project and went oh but it needs a cannon yes put a cannon on there <laughs> yeah. and it just feels like it's just crammed yeah. on there with crayon yeah it's kind of like a half a, again a weird halfway house between a sort of gaunt and a uh, a biovore in a way yeah uh, which, that's why I was trying to remember the name of them yeah, the mm. big Bibles with yeah. the cans on their backs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then capping capping things off as well, there is the psychophage, um, which yeah. goes out and it turns um organic and inorganic matter, as you can see by the fact that it's eating a, a power armored arm there, uh, into kind of like a like a, a haze and a fog that billows out of its back and sort of coats the battlefield. Um, and it's uh, particularly fond of eating psychers as well, which is kind of you interesting. Get food, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that space marine clearly went. Hey, want to arm wrestle? Oh crap! Yeah, yeah. It's got too many arms. Ah. Would you like a hand with that? Yeah. Oh my god! Very good. Jesus. Shocking. <laughs> no, that, Absolutely that, shocking. That I like. Yeah. So yeah, uh, some some interesting bugs there there that I think would look particularly nice if they were painted up in like a Geiger style. I think Ge uh, I think they very much. There was a video talking about the inspiration for the new Tyranids or the Tyranids, however you want to say it. Yeah. And um, uh, they were they were like, oh yeah, so we've looked at lots of animals and creatures, and I was like, and alien and uh, <laughs> starship troopers and <laughs> I will, spread, I, I will spread say, black, flip paint. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say that straight to green stuff world, flip paint all the way. Definitely, yeah, it'd be really cool. Get like a nice, uh, almost like scarab beetle shell on there. I I am quite fond fond of high fleet behemoth though, the red and blue. I think that's kind of awesome. Mm. But, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, something. Uh, uh, well, a whole range of models I think that are actually going to look really nice when painted with the new contrasts and stuff. I think that'd be really nice, especially with a bit of blending and that kind of thing as well. Well, that's, moving on. That's the thing. If our prize winner gets this this week, they're getting oh, yeah. the parade ready and battle a, ready set. You got a bunch of paints. Yeah. Yeah, ready for your new yeah. Leviathan set. Uh, moving away from uh, NIDS, we also have the Space Marine half the back, mm. uh, the, the the box, sorry, not the pack. <laughs> 20, 25 Space Marines. How yeah. many are Primaris Lieutenants? <laughs> only only one of them. <laughs> uh, but hang, hang on, hang on. There is always room for promotion. That's true. Uh, so leading the way for this, we've got a Captain in Terminator armor. It's your kind of classic style Captain in Terminator armor. So with the with the update of what they've done with this, they've essentially just bigulated the Terminator armor so it matches the scale. Of it. It's not kind of like a new mark of Terminator armor or anything like that because they're all freaking relics. No, it's they've just, just kind of updated it. Well, yeah. they've just kind of uh, updated it to make sure that it all sort of fits into uh, the new aesthetic of the Space Marines and that kind of thing, which is kind I, of nice. I do hope Terminators become relevant again. It would be good. Uh, hopefully they will be with, uh, with the updated rules and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. You've also got the Librarian in Terminator armor. Um, who is uh, performing all the heresy? Um, yeah, uh, clad in this kind of 
rune marked armor as you can see there perfect for anyone who wants to dive into a little bit of uh, object source lighting on their models um and the the classic yellow tubes the tubes are there uh, as always uh controlling the psychic hood and stuff like that on the uh, the the, uh, the librarian which is kind of nice it's the best way it vents all the negative energy out the yes. back that's yeah. why you never want to be behind the librarian <laughs> Obviously. Everyone's just getting hit by memes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've then got your Primaris Lieutenant. So this is uh, a Primaris Lieutenant in Phobos armor. Uh, the uh, kind of background to this fellow is that he was left over from a previous expedition onto the planet. And so that's why he's, you know, covered in all the um, Tyranid armor that he scavenged and the trophies and things like that. Uh, and where he's got all scars all over his face and things. Uh, I'm and sure he's he, going to last. All he had until a week ago was those yeah. two knives. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to last a long time, not long at all, in close combat with uh, the Tyranids when he finally gets in, in place with them. But he does have one of the new combi weapons, as you can see there, which is quite mm. nice to see. Do the Smurfs do like still have them. the um, Tyranid Hunter squad? The Tyrannic uh, War Veterans. Yeah. yeah. Can't remember if they're still in the codex. I'm I'm not sure either. I remember them from a white dwarf back in years past, and mm. there was a really awesome kit of metal models, as far as I remember. But uh, but yeah, I know one in eighth edition you could run a squad of tyrannic war veterans. Mm. Yeah. So, so even if the models don't exist, they still maybe have the rules for them in eighth and ninth. And so yeah. Again, if, cool. if you yeah. want to get your your bits box out and start doing some conversions, yeah, it just take all the tyrannids from the other half of the box out. Uncle Monty Marines. Yes. Bam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're also looking for a little bit of bi uh, biological material to take back to the uh, okay, well, fleet well, so you can well study. Done, GW. Seriously, somebody needs to talk to them. Just take them aside <laughs> and go, if your miniature is white, do not put on a white background. <laughs> How is anybody supposed to see what's going on there? Jesus. So this, Do this they not? Is the... I'm, they have designers. We know they have designers because they keep they produce a book every every three days. They do. So, so there are designers in that studio who know how Photoshop and shit like that works. But agreeing well, I mean, behind something. Let, let's be honest. They had to take a real photo of this and then probably had to Photoshop it onto the white background. Oh my God. Anyway, apothecaries. They're great. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I do like the design. I love the pistol design for the Emperor's Mercy. I love the pistol because it's black and I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the new design for the servo arm is pretty damn cool. Yeah, so this I, is I the... I literally can't see where his backpack ends. This is the apothecary biologist uh, who is clad in Gravis armor. And that as... Uh, if yeah, you so say so. They are picking up... Uh, Gravis uh, cloaking shay. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. No, it would need to be an apothecary in Phobos if he was camoed. They they oh. they camoed. They pick up biological um, evidence from sort of the enemies that they fight, but while also carving out your uh, gene <laughs> your yeah. glands if you need them, if you don't need them anymore. Sorry, um, you've then got a couple of squads that came uh, with come with the Space Marines as well. So you got the new Infernus squad, which seems to be taking a uh, tip from the Horus Heresy rulebook, <laughs> which is have your entire squad armed with the same weapon. Um, so this is your big flamers. Which are going to be quite handy when taking on uh, groups of well, ravening hordes of, of tyranids that are charging across the tabletop. Also, great if your mate plays orcs or uh, the fun well, guy because yes. you're yeah. a fun and guy. Anybody who's running a horde army, beware, beware the Inferno squad. Essentially, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, you've then got the Stern Guard veterans, um, so they're back, uh, and you'll see what uh, a nice little thing with these. I think is, and it, it's a touch that you can only really see in the top right miniature. 
is that most of them are wearing the traditional Primaris helmet, but then you've got one at the top who's actually wearing a start a firstborn styled helmet, which I think is quite nice. Mm. So clearly this is a veteran who's carried over some of his kit um when he's potentially crossed the Rubicon Primaris and uh, has has kept honor, his helmet. Honor thy war gear. Yeah, which I think is kind of nice. And hopefully that kit will come with a lot more options for you to do something similar to that as we go I mean, forward. These were always an old favourite of mine. Yeah, I like Sterngard with their different weapon types and ammos and that kind of thing. It's very cool. Yeah. So you've got yeah, lots of I always options. did like arming them all with the same weapon. Unlike this, where it's just like everybody's different. <laughs> Enjoy so spending ten minutes shooting Harrison, your unit. <laughs> uh you've then got the uh Terminators who are back. We saw these um previously yeah. in uh in a preview, but uh these are the new sort of upscaled Terminators for you to drop into the mix. Armed with their classic storm bolters, power weapons, power fists, and that kind of thing. You've got your your auto cannon and stuff there as well. And I uh, hope, hope this kit also comes with the Thunderhammer Storm Shield as a single box instead well, of having two boxes. I don't know. You might end up yeah. getting a Terminator Assault Squad, I think, which will be separate to these probably. Uh, so, but uh, we sh- we shall see. We mm. shall see. And then, last but not least, there is the uh, the kind of look back at the classic box Dreadnought in in a similar way with the Ballistas Dreadnought. So we've had the we've had the brutalist dreadnought, which is the up close and personal melee version of the 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 new uh, redemptor uh, pattern, and then you've got the ballistas here, which comes with the classic kind of last cannon, twin link last cannon, and missiles, uh, rockets uh, attached to the other side as well. Yeah, uh, uh, still having the arm pit guns. Yes, and yeah, uh, upgunned as you'd imagine they would be for uh, for tenth edition and stuff as well. So yeah, so that's everything you get in the two armies. But alongside that, you're also going to get the uh, the big Leviathan rulebook. Um, but one of the, obviously the big things that comes well, this the the Leviathan rulebook that comes in the set will contain everything that is essentially coming out at launch in a way. So it's going to have like a little mini campaign for you to play through. It's going to have all your cool rules. It's going to have all the background for Warhammer 40,000. And then it's also going to have the Crusade book sort of built into it, which I think is kind of interesting. So you can play around with that. But when it actually comes to being available to everyone else, the Crusade book will be separate, which is kind of like your narrative approach to Warhammer 40,000. And then obviously your core rules are going to be free for you to download as they have been since sort of like 8th, ninth edition and stuff, which is kind of awesome. Mm. Um, but then obviously your background and stuff, you'll find that in the main rulebook or in your in your upcoming codexes and things, whichever way you want to go. Um, the the fun thing, obviously, for 10th edition and the thing that a lot, I think a lot of people are being drawn to is the fact that 10th edition is going to come with uh, free uh, index cards for everything. So if you just click on, if you, if you go to that image, you'll see. So uh, um, we're going to begin at launch all of the index cards for all of the armies that currently exist in uh ninth edition including the imperial agents as well so you get your kind of like inquisitorial stuff which is kind of awesome and that'll mean that you'll get your um arbites or however they say it <laughs> or rbts uh in your games which is kind of awesome uh so if if you if you never want to pay for 40k ever again then you could just live in the index world and never think about codexes. <laughs> that's the way that I would hope people will will play, but I don't think that's going to be the case. That's the dream. Yeah, because as you can see, they're going to be dropping codexes fairly soon after. Obviously, we get in Tyranids and Space Marines, but then we move to Adeptus Mechanicus, Necrons, Dark Angels, Orcs, Adeptus Custodes, the Tau Empire, and Chaos Space Marines. Uh, so one of my friends is very happy. Uh, I am not, because Eldari are a long way off. But that means I get to play for free for longer. Ha 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 ha! Screw you guys. Uh, but yeah, 
uh, it'll be very interesting to see what they do with the codexes going forward. I am very much a proponent of them just being like, hey, the background's in these. And if you want the rules, they're all going to be free. That's never going to happen. But no. you never know. I, I, it's, I it's live in a job. You're living in a um, dream world, my friends. Yeah. Uh, if you're interested in the factions for Warhammer 40,000, uh, the folks at Warhammer Community are, are doing a bunch of faction focus articles at the moment. So they've done Space Marines and Tyranids. I believe when you've seen this one, there's going to be Chaos Space Marines and one other by the time this comes out, maybe. Um, so make sure to go and have a look at those. I'll have some links down below in the uh, show notes. So there we go. Although yeah, there, there is something to watch out for. So uh, we were kind of unsure whenever 10th edition was going to be dropping, but they, I think they have confirmed it's June it's going to be dropping. June, uh, but no idea exactly when really yet. But Yeah, uh, here's the thing so. though, Ben. UK Games Expo is right at the start of June. I will yes. bet you any money that's when it's either going to be pre-orders going live or you can get them from the workshop stand on the day. Early copies. Maybe. Buy directly maybe. from Games Workshop. Buy merch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, here's hoping they do made to order and everybody gets a box. Oh, yeah, so we don't have the, the, yeah. the complete and utter shitstorm we had last time. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. 40k looking like it's going to be an interesting adventure for a lot of people to dive into and have some fun with uh, i'm definitely going to be giving it a go for free <laughs> with my eldari and my uh, little tiny sort of offshoot of, of the dark angels because i love traitors uh and uh yeah the traitors and aliens that's the way to go i'm gonna have a lot of fun with this one i think trillions awesome. yeah <laughs> I'm looking forward to the simple but not simplified. I'm, I'm really hoping that stays their mantra throughout the entire of this this edition. I, I really won't. want to do a comparison between you know what we got for the initial rules in the last starter box for a new edition versus this one. Just that would be quite interesting. Um, apples yeah, yeah. apples to apples sort of comparison. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. But yeah, fun stuff there for 40k. Let us know what you think down below in the comments. Uh, moving on to more Warhammer stuff because it never ends. Uh, there's some. There was a whole bunch of releases. Although not quite as uh, as big for um, Warhammer Age of Sigmar, mm -hmm. uh, the the main thing starting things off was that we're getting a new Warcry box. Um, so this is bringing an end to the current season. God, I hate the idea of seasons, but there we go. Uh, the seasons of uh, Warcry and fighting in the Narwood. Um, this sees the Stormcast Eternals uh, with their questors going up against the Flesh Eater Courts. Um, uh, the Stormcast Eternals have managed to fight their way through the Gnarlwood to the uh, the heart of the kind of uh, Seraphon engine that uh, sits in the middle of the wood, and uh, they're looking to make sure that it is either destroyed or um, captured for Sigmar and not doesn't fall into the hands of the likes of the Flesh Eater Courts. So you have these new Questor Souls, Soul Swarm, uh, who are a kind of offshoot of the Night Questors that we mm -hmm. saw um, earlier for the uh, the um, the Stormcast Eternals. So normally a, a Night Questor is given a quest, as you might have imagined, Please. by Sigmar, and he heads out and he does the job. So he's like, go and kill this giant. Yes, sir. And he goes and does it. Sometimes a mission requires uh, uh, a team instead. And so this A team has been assembled to go oh, out and do right. just that. Uh, they ain't getting in no reforging. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be controversial on this one. These bore you me. You go, go. These bore me. I, I, I really like them, but that's because I quite like the background. Best. <laughs> I quite like the background to the no. sort of See, if they made that as a miniature and put it in this box, I'm there. These, that's going to be no. a, that's going to be a new Silverneth model, no doubt. 
so yeah, so, I quite like these. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure what's going on. Why he gets a skull helmet as opposed to gold version? He's been forged so, one too many times, so he's soulless. So, so he's one of the relictors, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he might also be soulless, or he might be that guy from the medieval games back on PlayStation. Mm. Yeah, uh, but um, because of the because of what Bellacor did towards the end of the last kind of big story beat in yeah. Age of Sigmar and turn the skies dark, um, sometimes the Stormcast Tunnels aren't guaranteed to come back mm-hmm. uh, when they go into certain areas of the mortal realms, and so he's there to make sure that their souls are able to pass back through that darkness and uh, mm-hmm. back into the the realm of Azir. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. um, so he's a, he's essentially like a big old chaplain for the uh, for the uh, the Thunderstrike. Stormcast, which is kind of cool. So See, yeah, uh, this is awful because I'm seeing right in a small box game like this, you would kind of expect everybody to have an individual pose. There's two sets of two in here where it's the identical body. That yeah, no. Don't say that to me, Justin. I like this yeah. set. Stop, stop yeah. making it worse. <laughs> Look at how bad that is. This is a small six miniature set. Look at what we were looking at earlier with Arena Rex. Everybody is individual, gorgeous, beautiful. That's lazy. Well, Justin's just spoiled my day. Right, there we go. Does that. <laughs> moving on from the Stormcast Eternal. I, I do get what you mean, by the way. Uh, moving on from that, we also have the Flesh Eater Courts. So these are the um, the Bretonians, but not really Bretonians, Better. of uh, Age of Sigmar, where um, they believe that they are gallant knights and nobles, but in fact, they are horrible, horrible ghouls. Uh, and so you have a mix of kind of courtiers and peasants and the sort of the take on the sort of Strigoi vampire there at the bottom, which I think is really awesome. Mm. Um, they all believe that they're nobles that have been sent out on a quest to go and hunt down monsters, uh, when in fact, they are just sham- uh, shambling creatures that want to eat everything. Quests, everything's quests. Uh, you'll also so see. I'm that- guessing they don't notice that they're all butt naked. No, they have no idea. They think yeah. they're clad in like the finest raiment. It's like an emperor's new clothes kind of thing going on. Um, there's also those uh i don't really like the kind of like hounds that you see in the middle there but they're kind of uh meant to be sort of ghouls that have become a little bit more bestial yeah. and they actually they're ghouls that were once humans that now believe they're dogs which is why they've turned into these weird creatures i mean they're almost um, like baboon like yes yeah baboon's a good word i was thinking bat they've got a very bat like nose and fatty baboony mouth yeah. but yeah baboon. So, the yeah. the baboon face is just it's jumping out at me yeah. You just have to paint them all with arses of red. Yes, <laughs> big red bottoms. Big that's red right to go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's going to be the new uh, set that sort of, pardon me, caps things off. <laughs> uh, moving on from Warcry, we also got a look at some more stuff for the Cities of Sigma. Oh my God, these look good. So uh, up until now, or up until recently, the Cities of Sigma have very much been driven by the... Uh, previous releases for the Empire that came out in you know seventh, eighth edition, ninth mm-hmm. uh, for for Warhammer Fantasy Battles, not ninth. That didn't happen. Sad. Uh, but uh, now they're sort of going uh, back to the drawing board with a lot of the stuff for the free cities, the cities of Sigma, and sort of building up interesting characters and stuff for you to use in your game. So these are the kind of taking ideas from those classic Empire Knights that you will know, mm. uh, but then running with something a little bit more sort of Age of Sigma at the same time. So clearly they've got that kind of knightly feel to them but all of them feel like they come from different noble uh lineages and stuff which i think is quite nice so it feels weirdly a little bit kind of uh knights of the realm from bretonia which i think is quite cool especially yeah. guy front and center the, the I, champion or hero is very yeah. bretonian-esque yeah. i want the white background back these guys have so much detail on them it's just getting lost with all the background <laughs> around them whereas i was going to say 
Warhammer 40k guy, go and check out what Age of Sigmar guy's doing. I can see these models. <laughs> I can see all of these models. These <laughs> I, I don't know. Take some pride lost. in your work. Don't just cut and paste yeah. onto white, mate. <laughs> uh, but these are going to be available uh, very, very soon with the launch of the Six Sigma book, uh, alongside some of the troops that we'd seen previously in, in past weeks. Um, and hopefully, it'll be the start of something really awesome for the Six Sigma. And uh, if nothing else, it's going to give you some interesting role playing opportunities for. Uh, Where is my Empire Steam Tank? Presumably, these will be. Um, well, there was only six of them left, and they got exploded, didn't they? Presumably, these will be Chaos Knight sized. Yes, so they're going to be a bit bigger than your kind yeah, of classic than the old uh, ones, older ones. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, the the stuff of the city Sigma is kind of a little bit higgledy piggledy, to be honest. But it does yeah. allow you to do some interesting things with using that kind of melting pot of both, well, of humans, elves, and dwarves and stuff. Uh, but hopefully, we get to see a lot more stuff that's done in this style, where it's kind of like, yes, but these are the elves from here, or these are the dwarves that come from this realm, and that kind of thing. And they play around with that a little bit more, uh, really? and sort of build was, on the cities and give I you. I was going to say the same thing for cities of Sigmar. This is an ideal opportunity to take the influences from not just the Empire, but have your Kislevites, have your yeah. Bretonians, have Cathay, have the. Yeah. Um, stallions and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that from this where you can just put together i wouldn't even say a hodgepodge i'm thinking hodgepodge but just a a whole desperate s slew of of city states that have been founded by the remnants of those areas you know yeah. so you don't mm -hmm. need to have everybody looking like some sort of empire refugee mm -hmm. you know a, a city state could theoretically have been founded by Definitely. people who left from Astalia, who so have that more sort of dogs of war, pikey feel. Yeah. Well, that that that's the thing that that's uh, interestingly driving the next narrative push as well is that that because what's happening in Age of Sigmar and it's tied to the next book and the next mm -hmm. preview that we're going to look at as well is that there there's these Dawnbringer Crusades that are being sent out into the mortal realms, mm -hmm. and they're meant to either recapture or forge new cities for Sigmar and the forces of order mm -hmm. in order for Sigmar to kind of like stamp his you know seal. On the mortal realms and so going with that kind of like mercenary band feel to them i think is a really yeah. cool way of doing it because you have this idea of like maybe a bunch of different crusades that all broke up and now they formed into one that's being sent out to form a city and that kind of thing that'd uh, be a really nice way to go uh, and so the new book as you can see here is called harbingers uh or, or harbingers as the guy said during the preview because he got slightly uh tongue-tied <laughs> i mean uh, there's but been there. yeah but it, there, there is a bell. <laughs> yeah, um, the way it's attached on, it looks like he's just going to swing yeah. it and clock it down on someone's head as if it's like, you know the little snuffers you get for candles? Yes. He's taking some cues from the, the Tyranids, clearly. Um, but yeah, so this new book, Harbingers, is going to come with a new storyline for you to follow in Age of Sigmar, a little bit like what we had for you know all the battles in Gur. This kind of takes things to the realms of Ashki and Gairan, so that's the realms of life and the realms of fire. Uh, and at the head of each of the grand alliances, there's going to be a new character, which will come with their own regiment of renown. So you'll be able to fit these thematic characters and their units into your armies to use as you're going through the narrative, which I think is kind of nice. So you've got Plugoth the Miser, who is the harbinger of decay, um, uh, as you can tell, fighting for the forces of Nurgle there. And very reminiscent of an old uh, Nurgle knight, I believe, or Nurgle Chaos Lord. I have him uh, behind me. Really wow. Well. Not, not so much. <laughs> what do you not have behind you, Jerry? Not so much that I'm going to get up and <laughs> get it, time. but yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it, it's practically the same style of model. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, if I do this, that's not the greatest picture in the world, but it will show. There we go. Yeah. So there he is uh, yeah. in all Very his similar. in all his glory and reborn. Yeah. Uh, we also then have uh, Sir Gerion, the Marrow Scroll Herald mm. for uh, the forces of death. Um, so once again, like the rest of the the flesh eater courts, he believes he's a noble. <laughs> I mean, sure. Gollum got an upgrade. Yes, Golden Cotton, yeah, very much so. Uh, so he's now travelling the uh, the realms, spreading the good word of his master, who's yet to be fully revealed. Uh, he's also almost like a little bit of a herald, a kind of like wandering knight in his own mind, um, who's heading out into the mortal realms uh, at the head of some nasty ghouls off on their own little quest. Mm. Uh, the um, the Fire Slayers and the Forces of Order get themselves yet another character. Uh, it's become a little bit of a meme now that the uh, Fire Slayers army is made up of more characters than it is units. Uh, but this is Fury, uh, which sounds like Fury. I see what you did there. Um, who is a Grimhold exile. So uh, this is a chap whose magma hold was destroyed for whatever reason. And so he now carries the fire, the last remnants of his hold in his weapons uh, and is seeking to either die and gain vengeance for all those that were lost or perhaps even start a new magma hold by lighting the fires within a, a forge somewhere beneath the mountains or something. So, yeah. And the sea lieutenant. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I thought we'd seen him before, but I've just realised that it's just a different fire slayer jumping off a different bit of yes. ruined architecture, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, because there was a, an old troll slayer model that was done in a very similar yeah. way. But yeah, there well, we go. More characters for the fire slayers. It's exactly what they wanted. Uh, and then last but not least, <laughs> last but not least, we have Braggit Big Talker, the rabble rouser. Uh, so he's sneaking around for the gloom spike gits with his lovely back grots, as you can see in the background. Really fun little model there. Um, he is a, a git who has uh, the gift of the gab, as it were, and is able to, as the name would suggest, raise a rabble and uh, have them fighting out across the mortal realms. So uh, it'll be fun to see what they bring to your games. This reminds me very much of Soul Wars, which was the kind of second edition of uh, Warhammer Age of Sigma, where we had a whole bunch of, diff of sort of named characters that were then tied into the different factions, and they were like the big focal points of that. Mm. So I think we're going to be getting something very similar. As I said, they're going to come with regiments of renown, so you'll get these characters alongside a set of units, and they can be then added as a thematic force for x amount of points into your army and you can use them to sort of tell your stories on the tabletop which i think is kind of cool uh there was a Thank few you. more bits and pieces as well just two yeah. more things uh so we had a new mounted uh, creature well a, a mount for the iron jaws which is the more grunter uh which is essentially uh a big kind of like fighting platform for the iron jaws so yeah. obviously you've got the guy on the back riding around there and you've got the more grunter at the front with its big tusks but then on the sides you've got little platforms for the iron jaws to stand on yep, that's adorable. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like a, a gangster on the running reels on the side of their car yes <laughs> i still hate how they changed the design of the orcs i think it's because they're painted yellow i think no. if you saw them in a different color i think you'd i think they'd i think they look a lot better actually uh, no it's but, uh, it's too clean all of it's too clean. The way the armor is, you know, the panels aren't like junky enough. Orcs should basically be working with scrap all the time. Doesn't matter if you're fantasy or sci-fi, it should be scrap. Um, 
I see what you're saying, but I'd like to reissue black orcs that have existed for 30 odd years and never looked like they were wearing scrap. True, but that's a part of the army, not the entire army. Yeah, but, but this isn't the, well, this is a sub faction of the orcs, isn't it? Yeah, so this is yeah. the Iron George. You so still have the Savage Orcs yeah. and stuff like that. So, so, but, so there are still uh, scrappy yeah. Orcs out there. No, uh, the, these just always look wrong to me. Go down, go down the the Gloom Spike Gits route. You have a lot. There's lots of fun models there. Mm. <laughs> uh, but then capping things off, we also had a new warband for Underworlds. Uh, so this is the Headsman's Curse. Um, so this is another kind of thematic little force that you can use uh, in in Underworlds in your games that take. Very little time to play, actually, and they're very fun. Uh, but the theme- theming behind this one and the way that it plays is that they're all the different steps of you going to the block, if you know what I mean. Mm. So you have the scribe at the top who's pointed out your name. Then you have the guy who sharpens the sword. Mm-hmm. Then you have the guy who puts the anvil down. And then you have mm-hmm. the guy who finally delivers the killing blow with the magic blade. And they're all tied to the the, the terminus, which is the magical blade that that character is holding there, as you can see. Teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream done. work. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, and so apparently the uh, the sword can be found all over the mortal realms, and these spirits arrive around it and they deal with they deal with the fatal blow. Um, so all their what, cards what, are very when you were funny. Watching this, did the designer just watch Thor: Love and Thunder? <laughs> well, yeah, actually, I suppose in a way, yeah, all focused around the sword and stuff. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so a nice little thematic force there mm. for those people that want to dive into Underworlds. And thereeth endeth our journeys through the mortal realms. Um, but yeah, some fun stuff coming up for that. It'll be very interesting to see where the narrative goes with it and things in the future. But there we go. Not the uh, last of our GW news, though. No, not the last, because we have some specialist stuff. I would talk about Lord of the Rings, but I was incredibly disappointed about the Lord of the Rings. So then I you won't. should talk about the Lord of the Rings and be disappointed. <sighs> well, we got one model. Then they said that their hands were tied about other stuff. So I'm thinking Amazon, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, moving on to some stuff for a lot of people who like old things. Uh, we have the old world. Oh my God. It's actually coming back soon-ish, maybe. <laughs> a new quest. <laughs> uh, so we got the first look at two models for the Bretonians. Well, actually, no, this is this is like the second look at some of the models for the Bretonians, but the first look at some for the Camry as well. Um, so leading the way is this Bretonian Paladin, who just looks amazing, and he's on the proper base and everything. Oh, lovely. Like nature intended, oh, a square. God, yeah. The first time I see it, in fact, I'd say the first time, I'd seen this model many, 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 many times before I realized he wasn't holding a lantern up. No, oh, so yeah, I yeah, yeah. To yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. oh no, his arm's down by his side. I was just tied scabbard. on. Yeah, because yeah. every time I look at him, I'm just thinking, quest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so you got this first look at the paladin, uh, and then there was also a look at a tomb king of the mm. tomb kings. Oh, yes. So this is your new kind of uh, dry figure. The dry and dead, as you call it. Yeah, mm. I, I, but was he's, re- just, I was he's using got some s- dusty, musty, skin flappy bits. He does, yeah. But I don't think they're going to be icky. They'd just be like papery, I suppose. Yeah. Give me Cetra for the Tomb Kings. Yes, uh, Cetra. Yeah. Cetra the Imperishable. Um, but yeah, so. The gash when you want them. Uh, been locked away by the Kemrians, of course, uh, because they exactly. don't like him. Yeah. Uh, better than him. Yeah. But uh, so. <laughs> know thy place, peasant. These were the two uh, miniatures that were previewed. They are going to be resin miniatures from Forge World uh, because the way that they're going to be diving into the old world 
going forward is very much like how we've seen them do the Horus Heresy, where you have a lot of plastic stuff. So there's going to be returning plastic kits, obviously, mm. uh, new plastic kits, but there's also going to be a selective selection of resin characters and maybe elite bits and pieces that'll mm. come out through Forge World that you'll then be able to add into your armies. They have said that everything that came out in 8th edition will be entirely legal, apart from your bases, um, <laughs> unless you make larger bases, of course. Uh, just I was about it's to all ask about regiment how you felt seeing miniatures in their true natural habitat, the Squarbius. <laughs> it was all good until they said we're going to make the bases bigger because we yeah. want to make the miniatures more ridiculous so they uh, need to yeah. have more room to fit on a base. And you're thinking, no, that's not how ranked regiments work. You don't need to yeah. make the bases bigger, just make them look like they're actually fighting yeah. as yeah. a regiment. Uh, yeah. yeah, or actually, just make sure that your new footprint matches the old footprint mm. of the everything ranked up, and then you're fine. Well, yeah, as a lot of people just pointed out, if you just make the footprint of your regiment trays just a little bit bigger, then you can just use all of your old miniatures, or just use your old miniatures, and old miniatures. it doesn't matter yeah, to be honest, because yeah, as long as you're playing against someone else who's doing the same thing, it's whatever. Yeah, skill for skill. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you didn't burn your army, yeah. So all your well, footprints yeah. should always be the same. Yeah, so they're all going to be coming out uh, in in the near future, uh, alongside a whole bunch of other bits and pieces. Uh, it'd be very interesting to see where it all goes. They have said they're going to be focusing on the time of the kind of three emperors. So this is just before Magnus the Pious takes over and mm-hmm. leads the great war against chaos, uh, which comes down from the north. They they did stress that they're going to focus on Bretonians and Tomb Kings first. That's going to be like the big launch box, mm. but then. Everything else is going to be done focused around the armies that would have been fighting at the time in the old world. So it's going to be Wood Elves, Empire, Orcs, Dwarves, Bretonians, Tomb Kings. Not necessarily looking to Cathay just yet. No Vampire uh, or, Well, Vampire Cats were there as well. Although I think at this time, this, the, the realm of Sylvania would have been still regarded as kind of like fine yeah okay okay (laughs) yeah so the great vampire war hadn't happened yet i don't think okay um more time would still be a place you could still go and visit more time if they're doing this we might get a more time back oh shay has just run away he heard more time he's like no he fled (laughs) i'm sure he will return yeah and um We're also going to be, uh, well, so that means they're not going to be seeing things like lizard men or high elves potentially and dark elves just yet in terms of updates and things. Mm. But we'll hopefully be moving on to sort of wood elves and, and all that kind of good stuff. I can't wait to see what they do with it. Uh, it's all going to be good. I can I mean, open my case once more. If if in. the launch box is Bretonia versus Tomb Kings, it's a it real be, yeah. toss up for me as to which of the two I would want to get if I was splitting it with someone because I do like both factions. Bretonians are pretty badass. I like Bretonians. Yeah, but yeah. Tomb Kings, the, the dusty, musty undead. Shay, mm. question, now that you're back. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, two-player starter set for this. You've got Bretonians on one side, Tomb Kings on the other. Which side would you want if we were in the box? You want, okay, looks like I'm getting Bretonians then. <laughs> so, I, so. I, am, I love my Tomb Kings. If, yep, if they were going a Cetra model, I'm getting yeah. Cetra. They have also they, they have also said a lot, of, a lot of stuff's coming back. So the big Necrosphinx and all that kind of stuff's going to be oh. on the way, and, and everything and everything like that, and the Ubshabtis and things. So bone yeah. giants. And another thing that I really with all the knights and all the peasant levy. Yeah. Another thing that I really liked was that they said that they've gone back art wise, and all the art that will appear in books is going to be done in the same style as it was Good. from the previous editions. So it's all going to be very Kapinski, Gallagher, that kind of thing. Mm. Smith, 
Adrian Smith. So they've they've gone with like a very different style. Well, that that classic style to make everything um, sort of fit in. So it's very much done in the 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 kind of you know old worldy way where everything's a bit grim and a bit dark, which is yeah. always. Nice I I do wonder just how many people that play Ninth Age are going to migrate back across into the old world. Well, they've said that the rules are going to be uh, uh, a mix of the best from sixth through to eighth. So yeah. it'll be very interesting to see what they do with that. Is it going to be hero hammery? Is it going to be big death stars of units? But I think it's going to be hero hammery. I think I, I, I can just hero hammer started at sixth and got yeah. progressively more heroy and hammery. Yeah. Unless uh, you're an ogre player so, in death yeah. stars. I mean, I, I, I can just hear the the night goblin fanatics in Jerry's collection going, "Yay!" <laughs> I come fanatics in my collection have all been rebased for Kings of War. I use them as luggets. <laughs> well, they, they won't be coming back. None of my armies will be coming back to the old world. They're all very no. happy in Panathor. Fair enough. Uh, and they love life there. It's great. Everything's on square bases. Uh, Things don't shift. <laughs> capping capping things off from Games Workshop, uh, we also got some looks at some things for Horus Heresy. Uh, but we got a new plastic kit coming our way for those people who want to play both loyalists and traitors. Mm. You have the Sarastus Night Lancer. Which, Is this in uh, plastic now? It's now going to be a plastic kit. Yes, so, it looks so cool. Yes. So you you don't have to worry about resin anymore. You can just pick up this lovely plastic kit and and do what you will with it. Sleep with it if you like. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing that. It, it okay. it's kind of pointy. Uh fair enough. That's true. It'll but burst no, the, the water this bag. kind of kit is something that I love as a big kit because it's so easy to get a good coat of paint down and make it look decent. Yep. Yeah. Break out the airbrush. Yeah, no, not good. not even that. Just leave the armor plates off. Do all, all your right. metal work. Yeah. Paint your yeah. armor plates, glue the last bits together, and you are done. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. That was that went down with a woot from the crowd. Uh, we also then had a couple of new characters as well. So um, the focus of uh, the next black book for the Horus Heresy is going to be on the Siege of Cthonia, which is the home world of the Sons of Horus, which has been uh, captured by the loyalists. Mm. Uh, and so you've got uh, the Sons of Horus returning the traitors anyway to retake it for the Warmaster. So you've got Veren Asheradon there, who is a mean son of a bee, um, who's going to be landing on the planet and doing all sorts of nasty things. Uh, they're going to be going up against, he's known as the first Reaver, by the way. So he's, you know, he's well up there in the echelons. I mean, it, uh, it's a little more chaosy, but it, it's kind of like, yeah. I can't believe it's not chaos. <laughs> it's At least it's not wish chaos. That would be the worst. <laughs> Uh, we then have the Lord of the Imperial Fists, who's taking control of everything on the ground. This is Lord Castellan Evander Garius, um, who stole that gun from the body of a uh, a, a Terran dictator, apparently, which I thought was kind of cool. So he was like, nope, I don't like you. I'm going to crush your head and steal your weapons. He is apparently an Imperial Fist who is very much about just reducing everything to dust. Um, he doesn't leave a lot standing, and that's his mantra. They are um, siege specialists. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th I think he may have spent just a little too much time with the magical peeing glove. Yes, probably. <laughs> uh, but in addition to um, Space Marines, there's also going to be Titans on the planet, and also the Dark Mechanicum are going to be showing up as well, which will be very interesting to see where they go with that. Um, hopefully get some more releases on that front. We're also going to be finally, finally getting the plastic kit for the Assault Marines for the Horus Heresy. So uh, you no longer have to bodge things together or buy resin bits. You'll be able to get your own plastic kit for the Assault Squad. and thank the lord or thank the emperor 
they've not put them on stupid flying stands. <laughs> so they don't wibble wobble across the table. <laughs> did, did they ever do that? All my, all my old ones, maybe I'd show my age, all of my assault marines are all firmly on they went, terror. They went, through a, they went through a phase of being did like, they, hey, stick a big plastic pole up his butt. No. And, yeah, uh, the, the Sisters of Battle, the Seraphim. Yeah, oh. so, so. yeah, Shay, you feel that pain? Don't remind me. Oh, yeah. Sorry, so. sorry, trauma. But uh, the thing that everyone was latching onto at the end of the uh, Horus Heresy segment was this little teaser. Uh, so a teaser came out that was report to the strateg- strategium mm. battle on a new scale, um, which is the the video at the end of the article there, Jerry. Yeah. And uh, from the looks of it, it is the tiniest of teasers. But is from it, all is the it, little, is it going to be? Epic. I think it might be epic. Yes. So it looks like we're because this was tied to the end of the Horus Heresy, and they're talking about legions and stuff like that. I obviously think they're doing epic, but it clearly makes sense to do it in the Horus Heresy than it than rather than do it in the kind of forty k world that we live in now, because you only need to make one kit, one type of kit. They're all space brains. <laughs> you just paint them different colors. <laughs> Here, here's the other thing, though, Ben. It's an if easy you want win. to have Titans, they've already got the kits out there. Well, yeah, they've already got Adeptus Titanicus. You've already got Astron- uh, Aeronautica Imperialis as yep. well. You've got loads of eight, well, six to eight mil terrain that they've already done for all the games. All you've got to do is make the uh, make the, the units. The ground forces. The ground forces, and yep. away you go. So what do you think, you say, one you would play? I'd be interested. I would be. Yeah. Be very interested. Mm. My be- my concern is what you're getting in a box versus the cost, because you know they're going to do a box of ten bases of space range, and it's probably going to cost twenty five quid. Well, maybe. It but, depends uh, on what you need. To f- I mean, if you only need a few of those, that's not a major issue. If you need dozens of them, then that is a big issue. Yeah, so, that's, yeah. that's my concern for that. Is just you know cost per unit. It'd be yeah. interesting to see what they do with some of the other things. So the Imperial Army, mm. as it was at that stage, mm-hmm. will it get a look in? Will we get this? Because the the thing about Epic for me was never the Space Brains. It was all mainly, the other. It was mainly armies. squat land trains, to be brutally honest. <laughs> but um, but the Imperial Guard having I mean, I, tank I, I companies, and tank battalions, and stuff tiny running blade, across. Blade. You know, tiny bane blade. Tiny bane blade. They weren't that tiny. They were. They were you know, that's sort of, oh, I imagine sure these days they'll probably be like that bigger, big, bigger. but but um but seeing those alongside, you know, platoons of of Lehman Russ and that sort of thing, it it just it gives you the grand scale look mm-hmm. of the conflict. So I hope if they they do go back to the um Horus Heresy that they remember the Imperial Army was a big thing before the Imperial I, Guard. I would guess we're going to get a box set with a whole bunch of sprues that allow you to, similar to what we got for like epic battles in from Warlord, yeah. a whole bunch of sprues that can then be representing both yeah. kind of forces, both, both flavors of space or brain. one big army if you want. Yeah. yeah, a little bit like the Horus Heresy box set in twenty eight mil as well, and then yeah. they'll probably do resin add ons. I would reckon for the rest of this stuff, like the Dark yeah. Mechanicum and the Imperial Guard, and that kind of thing. Have they done much of that for Horus Heresy, or have they just kept it to Marines? They the books are out for other factions, but yeah. I don't think they've done any specific Horus Heresy plastic yeah. kits for other factions. No, there were no plastic kits for Imperial for the regular humans yeah. and stuff like that. You still have to get all this like solar aux- auxiliary and stuff in in resin and stuff like that. Sorry. So and the Dark Mechanica and demons. Just and remembering things. how the solar auxiliary look <laughs> in forty k. It's not yeah. a good look. 
<laughs> Epic Steel Custodies? Question mark. Oh, oh. Epic Steel Custodies. Oh, Ima- imagine oh, playing. Still, Shay's beating heart. <laughs> Shay, imagine playing the actual Siege of the Walls of Terra in that skill in oh. Epic. Oh, my oh God. yeah, that's yes, 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 yes. That's a board build and a half. Yeah. yeah, it would look so good though. Jerry would definitely just bomb rush it at salute. <laughs> <laughs> no, when there's so many great historical things, it wouldn't be absolute. Let's well, face it. No, that's true. No, no. <laughs> well, moving on from Games Workshop stuff, we still we've got a couple yes. of fun little things just to make Jerry's heart skip a beat. God um, bless you and all who's sealing you. So we start with something. We start with something that I uh, I spotted at Salute, and I just wanted to give a little heads up at. So this is James Morris's work. Um, you might know him as Monksy Makes. On, uh, on the internet. He has a blog where he talks about all sorts of different things and wargaming in different uh, genres and, and periods of history and all that kind of thing. But he is working uh, on a new game called Midgard Heroic Battles. Uh, this has been designed for you to play kind of like ancient through to kind of medieval style war games on the tabletop. Uh, you can play games in 28 mil or go down to like 15 mil. It's all based on um, frontages of units so as long as you keep those the same you can play in all sorts of different scales which is the same which is always good uh but the other thing that's really awesome about this game is that because the the idea of it is that it's uh focused around um heroes and their epic deeds hence Mm -hmm. heroic battles uh you can take this down the fantasy route if you want like for example the big fantasy game that they played out salute was um the battle between the azir and the vanir and stuff against the 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 ice trolls of the jotnar and stuff so you had like thor and freya and odin battling at the foot of the rainbow bridge and that kind of thing which was really cool but you can also take it into um, the realms of just pure historics if you want. Mm. And they showed off a 15 mil game. Although I think they're using some of the 18 mil stuff, I think. from the, uh, It's the Wigliffe range yeah, because Wigliffe, yeah. Mogsy painted most um, of those. As, yeah. uh, and, and using, uh, and so obviously going down to a smaller scale and just playing out historical battles if you want. They have been playtesting this for a really long time. They, they I was talking to um, uh, James on, on Twitter about this mm. and apparently they're going to be in development for a little bit longer. They're doing a little bit more playtesting, a little bit more sharpening and polishing of the rules and, and playing around with it and stuff. Uh, but then it's eventually going to be published by uh, R- uh, Ricewitz Press, which is Two Fat Lardies, mm-hmm. who helped with the um, production of a bunch of uh, different games uh, that you may know and love. And um, and uh, if you want to dive in and have fun with this, it's going to be out later in the year. Um, as I say, some really awesome and fun ideas uh, for gaming and stuff. And it's going to be another one of those really nice kind of like, kind of like kit books, I mm. guess, for wargaming where you'll be like, right, I have a whole bunch of armies. What can I play? Well, I've got Midgard. I can play a whole, a whole range of different things mm. uh, with your collection. They've been showing off kind of like Middle Earth battles from the first age with like Glaurung the dragon leading the orcs against uh, the elves and humans. They've obviously shown off the, the frost giants and stuff like that as well. And the, the idea that you can play it in the different scales, I think is going to be really uh, interesting for a lot of people to dive into and have fun with. So if you're looking for another one of the, as they deem them now, agnostic games, yeah. uh, this is definitely one to go and have a look at and uh, keep an eye out for. That, and watch that blog. Watch that blog. Yeah, That's keep great. an eye on the blog. Okay. That um, table they had at Partisan. Mm, oh, just amazing amazing yeah i mean and it, it shows you know if you're going to do something do it to excess yeah. obviously you don't have to go that that far along with it but i mean <laughs> if you can why wouldn't you wow yeah exactly I mean, I would. how are you meant to flank that 
Well, that's the whole point. You have to, you flanks, have, yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. break in somewhere and then start rolling up. Uh-huh. The phalanx pushes. Yep. <laughs> Best fires on the right, swing the lines. Yeah. Looking forward uh, so to yeah. it. He said there's going to be um, videos when they get a bit further along as well. Yes. So, yeah. Because so, I yeah, think um, they 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 did the same, Two Fat Lardies did the same for like um, Strength and Honor and things like mm. that. So you'll watch out for stuff on the Two Fat Lardies channel and see what they do with it. Should be really cool. Mm. So, yes. Think. Sweet, sweet like candy. Yeah. There was already a lot of people who were very interested in that one in the comments. And stuff, I so. annoyingly didn't get a chance to talk to him at Salute because yeah. uh, that table, well, those two tables, because they were side by side, sort of divided midway. Um, they, they were very busy. <laughs> they were very busy all the time. It's yeah. just like, oh, I just can't get near him to talk to him. This is People really see a rainbow me. bridge and they're immediately hooked in. So. Well, yeah, the, the LED rainbow bridge was, yeah. was very nice. <laughs> it, it was nice. It was a nice little touch. It would draw people in, shiny colors yeah. and lights flashing. That's why you know yeah. I gravitated towards it. And then I was like, ooh, tiny man. <laughs> tiny man. Uh, right. Keeping with the historical mm. theme. Uh, we also have a little bit of uh, stuff from uh, Bloody Miniatures, the English Civil War. So we looked at Bloody Miniatures for an Indie of the Week uh, a little did, while yeah. back. Yeah. Um, but uh, they have uh, Wave 6 of their releases now available for you to go and pick up from their web store release pre-order anyway. They're going to be available later in May, I think. Uh, so you've got at the head of this, the Witchfinder General, who is going to be wandering from Witch. town to town. <laughs> Uh, it comes with the Witchfinder General himself, as you can see there, alongside his Ernstwile scribe, who is probably pointing out all the things that that poor woman is saying wrong witch. as she tries to get out of being burnt. She's a witch. She's a your neighbour has said that your clothes and your sheets are whiter and cleaner than her your, hers. This is witchcraft. Exactly. Probably also has pockets in her dress. <laughs> Clear sign of witchcraft. Witchcraft! Uh, as they've called her the unfortunate wench. <laughs> Uh, you also get a uh, soldier there who's keeping uh, an eye on affairs mm. and probably uh, make, stop making sure that the crowd doesn't run forward and uh, beat up the Witchfinder General for taking one of their poor ladies away. Uh, or maybe but, they're egging them on. Maybe. Yeah, that's, that's probably more likely. Yeah, yep, probably definitely. Likely. It's her. She's a witch. Yeah. Kill her. Leave us alone. Bye. Leave me alone. Yes. I didn't think it would go this far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have uh, the Pikeman Ormeli. Mm. Um, so these are some pikemen who have uh, broken out of the uh, the push, as it were, uh, and things have descended into a little bit of mayhem. Um, so once your pike block has pushed as far as it can go and you've trampled your enemy beneath your feet and your pikes are broken, you need to grab everything you can in order to beat your enemy to death. And so you've got a whole host of pikemen here armed with uh, swords, daggers, axes. And as you can see, that chap on the end has got a broken just pike. Just got a broken pike. That is a that really nice yeah, touch. That he's uh, ready to stab somebody through the eye with. Potentially uh, then cool. their pike block were on the losing side. And these are now the survivors yes. attempting to survive. A fighting retreat, as yep. they say. Yeah, Run away. So, but well, uh, if you're looking... Thing, for back some... then, if you're in the pike block, would you not just make your pikes one foot longer than the other guys? Uh, but so then you stab that, them first. But then that's one foot extra of wood for every other pike in the army that you got to think of. So yeah, but you've got the reach on the other pike block, so they die first because you poke them first. Well, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Th- then you end the up inches. with a, then you end up with an arms race. <laughs> <laughs> My pike is larger than the battlefield. <laughs> that's, that's where you ended up with the uh, Macedonians 
ended up with their uh, ridiculously long pikes, the yeah. Sarissa, because they, they had to butt multiple pieces together <laughs> to get the extended range. But then you have a problem with um, weight. Yeah, it'll just so, be like tickling the enemy when it goes in front of their face, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> rather I mean, than having it, any force. It's not it reminds the me of an old Chinese weapon I saw where it was a pike head, but it actually had like a ninety degree turn, and then another blade coming out. So as you were bringing it down, you could actually hook it down into someone. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then people just buy guns and shoot you while you're walking towards them with well, the, heavy the, pikes. The gun, guns so, are on either yeah. side. Yeah. A more elegant <laughs> weapon from a more civilized age. <laughs> Generally, the pikes uh, were there to defend the musketeers whenever they were reloading. Yeah. Anyway, mm. so. uh, you've then got the the continental mercenaries. Mm. So, if you want to go over the channel, very and, flush, uh, fight it out over there, or maybe you have Can enough do. money as either a royalist or a parliamentarian to hire some of these continental mm. fellows. Uh, they can come over and bring their pizzazz uh, to fight alongside you in your wars. Uh, they're grizzled, battle-hardened, and grim, uh, and are definitely well-trained and uh, armed. With the, a, these uh, guys go, I need money, I'm okay with murder, let's yes. go. I, th I think that, that that seems to be the key word of most of this period. I have money, and I like killing things. Or I, I need money, yeah. and I'm okay with killing, so well, yeah, murder yeah. it is. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, and then murder. capping things off, uh, we also have the ragged trained band. Um, so um, maybe you have been on campaign for a little while, uh, or more than a little while. Mm. These are the kind of soldiers that you end up with. They've stolen kit from other people. Their whole, their clothes have got holes in them, and their holes have got holes in them as well. And uh, they're fighting with strange weapons that they've maybe nicked from a manor house that they were burning down two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> this, this is your band of either veterans or the worst soldiers in your army. Whichever way you want to go, really. Well, um. <laughs> they've got matchlocks, so they, I mean, matchlocks. Yes, they they, yeah. they must they must be. Yeah. Well, they are a trained band. They're not going to be your complete dungers. They're just your your yeah. hardened core, your elites, yeah. right in there. I don't know what they do to the enemy, but they scare the hell out of me. I like to think of them as kind of like Sharp's band, but in the yeah. uh, the English Civil the English War, Civil War yeah, which yeah. I think is a really cool way to go with these, especially if you're going to be diving into like a skirmish game or something like that. Um, the, the, the standing brace is an interesting component to these. Yes. For the, the rifle. So instead of just holding it up, regular rifle, you actually have a, a stick in a front little stick. that you're leaning yeah, along. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was standard fare for this, this weapon. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know until... Um, uh, this uh, earlier this week that Napoleonic riflemen when they mm. were sort of skirmishing around a lot of them would lie on their back and they put their rifle between their legs in kind of like a crossed situation yeah, bra brace it on their on their crossed yeah. feet yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was the way that they'd shoot people from sort of longer range because it was just a lot easier than having to shoulder your rifle or rest it on something more so, stable well, and yeah. also pre presents a much smaller target for exactly. counter battery yeah, so yeah. Just yeah. very cool yeah the riflemen yeah. were a bit wacky some uh, stunning stuff there from uh, bloody miniatures, if you try yeah. and get your uh, get your, your kick. Have you ordered any ECW stuff off them yet? Um, we just well, need to find a game, don't we? Ben? Yeah, I was There's I was looking at the AC uh, uh, the uh, I was looking at the English Civil War stuff mm. myself, and then I realised that I hadn't painted any of the Arthurians that are sitting in a pile. Right, you, you said um, like so it's a bad thing. thing. Uh, I mean, there, there are some from Salute that made me sad. She didn't get the Bacchus. Oh, no. no, I know. Poor no Shay. ACW. Well, I need my American Civil It will be coming. We will. We will get your ACW. We will get your game. So yeah. Well, yeah. you know, <laughs> might see, yeah. see how lucky you are. Really, I suppose that one is, yeah. isn't it? 
But anyway, there's a there's a cherry to put on the news cake that I've bought for you uh, this week. So, uh, what do you think of this? Yeah. What do I think of this? Yeah. I think I love you. <laughs> I think of this. That is what I think of this. Um, so, Moonstone, you may have heard of them. They're the people you're going to be voting for at the UKG. Or else. <laughs> best miniatures and uh, best game. Or else. Say. Or very much else. Um, there are two new sets, uh, one of which, Le Goblin King, is a limited edition. Um, so, Coronation Chicken, he's only available during the month of May because something is happening in May. Yeah. I, I do imagine that he is just farting on that poor unfortunate guy. He um, no, he's he's more running him away, down. Going, no, he's, he's pretty much going right over the top of him. Ah, uh, that may be because the fellow around the back hasn't realised that he's fallen afoul, <laughs> and uh, and away he goes. I have um, no insurance. So yeah, Goblin <laughs> King, interesting little character for the uh, the Dominion faction. Um, he has uh, some interesting little. Abilities, Moonstone obviously is all around the synergies that you can build within the um, the the game, and uh, he has things like royal privilege, so he can pass damage on to friendly goblins within four inches um, once per turn, so yeah. you can avoid sort of getting smacked up. Uh, but he also has things like Gimme, where he can take a, a Moonstone off a friendly goblin oh, so taxation well because well you know he likes shiny things think of it like some sort of massive indian diamond maybe i don't know um, <laughs> but it's his now not yours but because moonstone you mm. get hampered by carrying moonstones you want your fighters to be effective and to be able to move and and complete the scenario on the tabletop so you don't want them to be carrying them they're probably going to end up carrying them. Uh, however, he can start sort of snaffling them back off them. Uh, so he deals with the negative effects, but he sits at the back and doesn't really get involved in the fighting unless he has to. Um, so that's good. And then he can also... Um, Very kingly. Yeah, he, uh, he can also sounds, sounds oddly familiar. Well, it, he's got an ability called Rule the Roost as well, where he can target a goblin, it gains energy but loses wounds. Uh, but if they've already activated, they gain a second activation immediately after him, so it's like an interrupt. Right. So you can chain activations, and that's very important with uh, one of the new figures from Death and Taxes, the, the new set. So this one is just a Old Dominion set that's going to be available. A little troop box, yeah. A little troop Why box. is there a goblin Delboy? That is because that is Jobby, and <laughs> he he is he's the man I'm thinking of. Jobby is particularly good um, whenever you get into it because he is a little bit wee, little bit wee. He's a geezer. He's uh, he's going to be Should a millionaire. Should be carrying a suitcase full of like dodgy VCRs. He's going to be a millionaire any day now, uh, old <laughs> Jobby. Um, but Jobby, he can be constantly resurrected if you've got the mortician in your band. Um, Amazing. And, and his ability is to sort of. He can grab moonstones quickly. He can steal them. He can chuck them to his friends. Um, he, he's a, he's going to go over like nobody's business if anybody looks at him. And he may be faking or he may just be dead, but you can bring him back. But him coupled with the king means he can constantly be stealing and then chucking them back. And then the cool. king can be reactivating him because even if he drops down to zero wounds after his activation if somebody comes in and kills him again he can just be re-resurrected and you just keep doing that <laughs> recycle del boy over and over again i love it um, which is great then you've got the tax collector tax collector is another support character um that will let you um hamper 
enemy models so they can do things like income tax to stop uh, characters moving uh, for an entire turn unless they pay a, a tax um, based on the amount of moonstones they're carrying. So when somebody's got a moonstone and is running for the back of the board to, to bring it all in for the big win, you just stop them in their tracks. Uh, and also they can um, restore wounds or take wounds off people as well based on the amount of moonstones that they're carrying. So they're a really nice support character. Um, Excuse me, you're have. on a toll road. Yeah. And then the last one, my favorite, Portly Pete. It's all muscle under there, honest to God, Governor. Um, <laughs> he's he's a melee character. He's got armor on him, so he can do a bit of damage reduction. He's got um, a two-inch range with his halberd, um, which is called a halberd. Not a halberd, like normal, but a bird as in tweet, tweet, I'm a bird. Because uh, it's got that sort of hook crow beak and yeah. little eye on it and stuff, which is just absolutely pointless, and I love it to bits. Mm. Um, but he, he's a good support character. He can take wounds for just any um, goblins that are close to him with a moonstone, right. as, as opposed to the king who can just dump wounds onto goblins. He can, you know, he can do another sort of sterling job. Um, and also, if he's carrying a moonstone, you can see he's got lots of stuff stuffed into his breastplate, um, and it's locked securely, yeah. uh, which means other characters can't steal moonstones off him because uh -huh. of a secret hiding place, uh, which is just so a terrific terrific thing so Not his armor comes with a boot yeah yeah, yeah it does <laughs> but up front um it's like so sports it's the sports car. model yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, mm -hmm. I, I mean they're a really good set interesting one for me um currently the mortician is the only one who could do anything with jobby when jobby dies because he's the only one with reanimate that i can think of in the old dominion mm. um however there are faction symbols in moonstone Currently, there are three. There's the Commonwealth, Dominion, and La Chevolte. La Chevolte. La Chevolte. However, Jobby has another symbol on his card, Ooh. which looks like a crowned skull. Sure. And, a, and Moonstone is, I believe, getting their fourth faction this year. Don't Ooh. know when. Actually, I do know kind of when, but I don't know if it's public knowledge yet, so I'm not saying. Uh, um, so you know, but you can't say, but you want to say, but you can't say, so sorry. I, do, I don't know if it's actually been put out there or not. It may be. If it is, people find it on the internet. If not, I'm not saying anything. However, it is the undead faction. Right. So I'm assuming Jobby will be allowed to bounce into that faction as well whenever so they arrive. So. so he's happy to go Grave Robin. Sweet. Well, it's more the fact that people can reanimate him already. Mm. So, you know, he's down, but he's not out. But yeah, really looking forward to getting these. They should be arriving today when the postman oh. comes <laughs> because I ordered them. You just uh, see Jerry. I ordered them on door. Monday at nine o'clock as soon as they updated the website because I knew it was coming. It was like spam something. I, th I think we better uh, take a swish uh, then just so that you can wait for the post. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, <laughs> cracking stuff from uh, Goblin King Games once again. Right. We should be back in just one sec to round out the show. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim centre over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Okay, we are back and we have a couple of Kickstarters to look at. Yes. Kickstarters. <laughs> These are very familiar Kickstarters to me. I'm familiar are with them. One of them is very familiar, the other one not so much. Oh, well, we'll find out which one you think is familiar in a minute. <laughs> Where are we starting then, Benjamin? 
Uh, so we're going to be starting off with Resnova Games, who have returned to Kickstarter with their updated project for Warzone Eternal. Um, so you may remember that they had a pop at this uh, sort of last year, I think it was at this point. Yeah. Um, but they uh, they weren't entirely happy with the way things were going, and they sort of went back to the drawing board with their plans and have decided to come back to um, breathe new life into Warzone once more, mm. and it seems to be going great guns at the moment. Um, so similar to last time around when they were talking about bringing this game back, the focus has very much been with Warzone Eternal uh a focus on the older versions of Warzone. So not yeah. Resurrection that a lot of people remember from Prodos, but the sort of very first versions of Warzone. Target Games a, versions. Yes, where it was a handful of miniatures per side, maybe no more than 20 uh, per you know per faction or something on the tabletop. And everything is played out on very small tables. So in this case, it's played out on three by three tables. And uh, all of the missions that you play are very narratively focused, very scenario driven, all about objectives. They're not concerned with just blasting your opponent off the table although of course you can do that yeah it's it's always uh, good to do that when you've got the opportunity <laughs> uh one of the other things that they've done with coming back to this game is that they've tweaked things a little bit mechanically so they've they've put the rules back through the kind of like play test machine as it were and uh they've kind of ironed out some of the kinks that a lot of people were seeing with the first time around and also uh, there's some fun stuff in there for people who've maybe looked at warzone in the past but think but thought oh it would be nice if there were some extra bits and pieces here and there so for example in this um you've still got a kind of really fun sort of alternate activation thing so it goes between players as you go through mm-hmm. everyone activates as individual miniatures so everyone feels like their own little hero on the tabletop which is kind of cool i always like those little hero moments for individual soldiers who do something wild and wacky um, but then you've also got uh, something that's been thrown into eternal which is reactions as well so there's a limited de- uh, sort of array of reactions that you can take when an enemy does an action that allow you to either shoot back or die for cover and all that kind of thing so it all sort of plays into the idea of this being a very dynamic kind of story driven almost role play-esque style experience on the tabletop mm. similar to kind of like rogue trader back in the day and that kind of things as well which is really nice which makes um, sense i mean it, it comes from an rpg setting yeah, it, it, yeah. it's a mutant uh, mutant chronicles, chronicles rpg setting mm-hmm. uh, so it's nice to see them pushing back into mm-hmm. the more narrative focus and the small scale focus because mm-hmm. i i started playing warzone midway through target games so it was before they released the box set with the plastic um Bauhaus and imperials right and at that stage they started to push into more squad based things so you had like mm-hmm. every squad leader would activate all the the members of his unit and and that would be sort of 40 50 60 models aside with walkers and whatever else happened to be kicking around um yeah but the previous editions were buddies. smaller yeah yeah <laughs> uh, it, it was always always good to see them yeah uh, uh one of the other things they've done with this campaign as well and you can see it when you actually start to look at some of the starter boxes that are coming out for each of the different factions. There's now seven of them that have been covered. So it's a lot of big names that a lot of people will know. One of the one of the, the awesome ones that they added in is they've actually got a brotherhood set in the mix now as well. So if you want to play as the bad guys. I mean <laughs> the whole the whole thing about the yeah. about the setting, if people are unaware of the setting of Warzone, humanity started populating the planets in our solar mm-hmm. system. And then mega corporations kind of ruled them. So you had um, capital would obviously be very American based. But if you think like it's yeah. American 
companies that had gone out and landed on a, a specific planet. So you had these by Elon Musk, yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> Mishimura and people like that. They pushed further and further out, and, and planets sort of built up. Um, and then they got out past Pluto and discovered some artifacts that essentially unleashed some sort of evil, necromantic, tyrannical alien undeadness upon the world. At mm. that point, you can sort of hard cut to technological development. So you've still got the interfighting of the various factions, um, but you've also got this sort of external threat to deal with. And also yeah. it means that technology is is sort of focused at that point. Um, so the fact that it didn't have them the first time around, I think was not only a shame, but kind of kind of a misstep on that one. So it's great that they've put them back in. Yeah. And there's Cybertronic Sky. There's my favorite. Cybertronic. Yeah, um, I, I hear Jerry say scumbags, and it's just my favorite. It's just like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I, I used to collect Imperials. They, they were my fashion from uh, uh, trenchers, trenchers, and blood brays, and um, beating people up with spades. And mm. the crazy Scots peoples. The yeah. Wolvers. Oh, yeah, I love them. I got mm. some of them. Uh, but it, So one of the things that they actually came back to change with the miniatures this time around uh, is the initial set of miniatures that they did for the last campaign were modular, uh, but they were all very samey sculpts. So yep. you could put them together and the arms were separate from the legs and all that kind of thing. But they all essentially came looking a little bit kind of like action men kind of thing. Mm. Uh, so what they've done this time around is there's been a little bit of a, a sort of uh, a switch in so much as all of the miniatures are now single pose, mm. but they're more dynamic. So you have an entire squad of uh, individual looking troops in your yeah. in your in your force box, which means that you know you're losing the modularity, but you're getting one piece miniatures that you simply stick into the base, and each of them works and feels like an individual. So it, you know you're getting the, you're getting some good stuff there in terms of detail and that kind of thing. Anything so that they didn't, anything that they didn't. Um, what was it? Anything that they didn't change wholly, they've gone back and just added more detail to the sculpts. Mm. So some of the stuff uh, for a couple of the different factions was simply just uh, iterated on. Yep. So you know, may have had some kind of like the the kind of zombies and that kind of thing that have been given more gribbly bits and all that kind of stuff, which is always nice to see. Um, the other thing that's really fun about this now, uh, this time around, is that as they go through their stretch goals, they're going to be adding um, specialist and elite units to each of the different factions. So you saw some of them as we went through there. So we saw like Marines and stuff for capital and that kind of thing. So as they go through, specialists will then be bolted onto the different factions. So when you get faction sets, you'll be able to get those as well at the same time. They've also tweaked a little bit in terms of the costings as well. So you can either go for the rulebook if you already have loads of the Warzone miniatures from past editions. I know a lot of people who have a lot of stuff from the likes of Prince August and that kind of thing. So you want to dive in and pick up those. You can still get them. Then you could just pick up the book and play the game. Uh, but if you wanted to, if you wanted to get Whoa. just a faction box, you can, or you can go all in and you can get like faction boxes and a book, or all the faction boxes, or a back faction box, the, the rules and all the tokens and all that kind of thing as well. So, send me everything. Can, yeah, can I? Can one. I still use the big Mishima Stompy robot that we have kicking about in here? Technically, there's no reason why you can't. So yeah, <laughs> yeah on a three foot by three foot table though. <laughs> it's a li- it, well, yes, of course that would be a little bit weird, I suppose. But you could you could do it. But if I had that and nothing but that, <clears throat> you you probably right. have to come up with rules for it because didn't yeah. that come from? Yeah, so that would have been the sort the of vehicles. Stuff, yeah, that was yeah, during well, so. the resurrection era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so. don't think that existed in previous iterations. Yeah, uh, so you'd have to make up some stuff for big. it. But there's no reason why you couldn't use some of the older you know troops and all that kind of thing yeah. characters and stuff as well yeah. i mean 
there there are some things I absolutely adore about this this game. You know, the world, the art, the miniatures design, absolutely adore. My only problem is the problem I always have is it's a D20 game. I don't like D20 war games. I love D20s. Oh no, D20s I love D20s, great. but not D20 war games. It's, <laughs> the mathematics are too spiky. So I can come up too many you. different faces. Yeah. Sorry, Frostgrave and Infinity. That's sorry, a, it just doesn't jive with me. It, it depends on how the mechanics are baked in. Because yeah. with, with something like uh, Infinity, it's just like a slightly bigger D6. Yeah, but it's it's all of the, the different layers of like modifier after modifier yeah, after modifier. Yeah, but all the modifiers modifier are always in threes, generally. And, yeah, threes and, and a three sixes, on a, yeah. And a three on a, a 20-sided is like seven-sided-ish, just under yeah. seven-sided, so it's just a bit more variable so well, as long as it's not straight all or nothings yeah well the interesting thing uh if you want to look at the rules Dark is Legion. that the sort of um earlier earliest version well that well i suppose the latest version of the rulebook actually which is still early i guess yes. <laughs> time uh is available for you to go and have a look at so if you want to go and check out the pdf and have a read of the rules play some games with the models that you already have in your collection you can obviously do that and then you can dive in yeah. and have some fun with it so. Keep your eye out as well, because Brian's been doing some sort of live streams and bits and bobs as well. Yeah, he does YouTube oh, yeah, videos yeah. and all sorts of different things. So yeah. he's a he's a great guy, is Brian. So, he is. Yeah. One of my favorites from the industry. Every time I see him at an event, instant hug. <laughs> it's some good stuff with uh, Dark Age and stuff. That game mm, yeah. which is really cool. Oh, it's, I've, see that guy. it's nice to see this, see it funded and see where they're going to push on yes. to. Yes. And obviously, yeah. just get the brotherhood out of my face. <laughs> I love oh, the brotherhood. Just house, give, give me that, give me that not just yummy, yummy, Cybertronic. Boo Bauhaus. Boo, I Don't say. Boo me. That's because my friend ran Bauhaus and he would always beat me. So, yeah. <laughs> to, to just uh, get a load of lancers on raptors and just charge and stick your face. I could just never get anything through his armor. I was, I was oh, really that's annoyed. also good. <laughs> Is there any of the factions good. that jump out for you, Shay? It's a blitzer. I've never heard of this. Oh, never oh, heard of it. The best way I can introduce you to it then, Shay, is via the medium of the film starring Hellboy. And there's a, anyway, mute, there's a Mutant Chronicles film. Just go watch that. You'll thank okay. me for it later on. I, I, I think I have it on DVD at home. I can lend it to you. Oh, oh amazing. You, you will not regret it. You think I have a DVD for <laughs> I also have a, I also have a DVD player I can lend you. Yeah, what? old man. <laughs> Come on, it's like vinyl, Shay, isn't it? It's like vinyl. <laughs> no, honestly, it's one of those things. I have my old DVD collection with some of my old favorite movies from when I was younger and a player. Makes sense. Yeah, Makes sense. I mean, the, hang on. Have you never walked through like a Sainsbury's or something and just find like an old Walkman? It's just like what? I I have an old Walkman for playing tapes. So yeah. I even have a pencil that sits. I, with I meant my... a CD Walkman. Now this is the old man. The... Okay. This I have is an all gone completely off book. <laughs> Watch me on Chronicle Shay. It's amazing. Yeah, okay. uh, and Warzone. Yeah, Diesel Punk is, uh, is I think, either yeah. or um, I do like Diesel Punk or, or fantasy, mm. fantasy sci-fi, sort of like yeah. hard sci-fi. It's a, it's a future yeah. that could exist if alien necromancy was a thing. And yes. I mean, why wouldn't it be? It's I a mean, future where guns exist, but people still use swords. That's why right. they, they have found necrotic <laughs> viruses in Antarctica yeah. now, which they've managed to bring oh, back to life. Well, that's great news. Scientists like need you. They, you need to stop scientists. Nah, they're yeah. fine. Saying. But, 27 days left on Warzone Eternal. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you want to get in there, go and join Andrew Crispin Hill. in the uh, chat. Mm -hmm. uh, I know he's already introduced himself to Brian via the medium of the live streams. <laughs> <laughs> Grub, Grub, 
God right. bless you, Brian. <laughs> right. Okay. Second Kickstarter then. Yeah. Uh, so the second Kickstarter is one that actually, Justin, you talked to these guys at um, uh, UK Games Expo. I think it was last year, in fact. Actually. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So this is AWA Game Designs or AWA Game Design. And this is their sci-fi uh, war game that they've been working on for a little while and they've now bought to Kickstarter uh, called War on Terror. Uh, so War and Terror is their attempt to make, in their own words, the most balanced war game possible, but without making it dull as dishwater. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the terrain is very familiar, but the name of the game is just not ringing a bell. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, we're in a with them. Yeah, uh, so at the bottom me. of the Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so it's a it's a game that's set in at the sort of our world, but it's set in the mm. future where um uh think XCOM and Greys and that kind of stuff. So you've got a a whole bunch of different human factions yeah. that were kind of splintered as the world sort of fell apart. And then when aliens came and sort of arrived on the planet, all of those kind of disparate parts were brought back together. I absolutely love this. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, all world. of this is gameplay footage, by the way. <laughs> this is how it actually plays. <laughs> yeah. uh, all of the uh, sort of human factions were brought back together to fight under one uh, banner to uh, take on the greys, but then obviously there are different factions, everything else in between. Ah, uh, I, I see the tank, now I remember. <laughs> uh, the game actually, well, you'd think the game just has the two factions, but they've actually been working on a whole host of different ones, and there are five of them now for you to choose from that have been built and designed for their world. Uh, one of the nice things about diving into this game and getting your hands on the starter set for it is that uh, you can get a box that gives you all of the guns you need to start, including the rules, but then you choose the two armies that you want to have in your starter box. So mm. if you are particularly drawn to the greys, or you're particularly drawn to one of the other factions that's coming out, you can go for one of those. As you can see, there's loads of different factions and sub-factions within them as well they have done a lot of work on the law for this game mm. uh it is it is it is quite phenomenal my uh, favorite uh, just as a complete aside before we get anywhere there's a there we are there the darkness and the darkness which, on on the website yeah. everything's redacted except it goes their armor is gloss but gloss black and any um identifying unit markings are very small and in matte black on the gloss black armor. Yes. After <laughs> that, you don't know what's going on with these people. The, the light has to hit them. Yes. Yeah. There was a, a there was a good interview with them where they were asking whether or not the darkness were inspired by the band The Darkness, and mm. they were like, "Well, clearly we now need to have a special character called Justin Hawkins in there." Yeah. So, <laughs> rocking out. Um, the actual game itself uh, is run using polyhedral dice, so you use the whole suite of different dice uh, for doing mm. things, and they've tried to make it as kind of dynamic and sort of reactive as possible. Mm. Um, so it sort of plays in in a way in similar ways like a lot of those modern games do. We kind of you, know, you, do, you don't necessarily do the standard turn by turn thing where you have one player doing everything and then someone else and that kind of thing, which is quite nice to see. Uh, they've also done a really nice thing in terms of the way that units are designed. So a unit can be one model or it can be, you know, a bunch of 20 that are fighting together. But mm -hmm. however you play the game, they all act the same way, you know what I mean? So they've done some really interesting things with that so that you can play around with very, very large armies or very, very small ones. And it works on a skirmish level all the way up to being, you know, big games full of vehicles and tanks and rockets and all that kind of stuff as well. One of the other things they were talking about in, a, in an interview was that they kind of have played around with some kind of real world ideas for warfare. Um, so one of the designers used to be in the military and he was saying he never got why you do you do hit wound armor save surely you should do hit 
does the armor save you and then does it wound you and so they've switched that around so that now you've got something that makes a little bit more sense because he was talking about the fact that um a helmet that a soldier wears because of the air pocket that's inside the helmet sometimes a bullet will enter the helmet and then be curved round by that and go out the other side if you're very lucky of course yeah um so so they've played around some with some interesting concepts there to try and make it feel a little bit more real world and that kind of stuff as well including things like the environmental effects of where you happen to be playing out your your battles as well and and one of the things they've said is that like while the mechanics are very balanced so everybody feels like you're on an even playing field there are loads of different ways for you to kind of modularly modular in modular in, in a modular fashion kind of add and build on the game in different ways so you've got all these different objectives that you can draw each turn which will be very different and that kind of thing you've got the weather deck which is going to totally change how games play like for example they were playing a game once and there was just like a big like um alien lightning storm that basically fried a bunch of his units and they were like wow that was kind of awesome and that's kind of put things on an interesting footing you've now got to suddenly fight to try and take control of the game again now you've lost a bunch of your models and that kind of stuff as well so they've really tried to play around with the narrative and the storytelling element of it at the same time which is really nice mm. on a minute on the miniatures front um they're going down the uh the resin route at the moment and one of the nice things they've done with the uh the miniatures uh especially for the human factions is that they went to, they wanted to go down the route of trying to make the models fun to paint but without them being oh, massively detailed, if you know what I mean. Uh, so a lot of the uh, soldiers will be in big plate armor with big masks that are very kind of like um, broad surfaces and things like that. And so the idea is that you could get uh, your entire faction painted up very, very quickly. And then you start, as you can see some of them there, yeah, we, and then you start to make them feel more uh, unique by adding on the markings and all the things that they've been working on in the background and the narrative and stuff. So uh, it's, again, going down that sort of XCOMI route if you were looking to kind of have like a, a parallel with another game and stuff. Mm. Uh, and the same goes for the Greys as well. They're interesting, you know, looking aliens that we'll be very familiar with, but they've been done in such a fashion that they, you know, are very quick and easy to paint up and, uh, and use in new games, which is really cool. Yeah, I will uh, say you do get an absolute monstrous amount in your base yep. pledge. Yep. Uh, yeah, so what I'm wondering about recently is, is that a trap that a lot of companies are falling into these days? They feel they have to put way too much in. Well, I don't think the there's way box. too much in it. I mean, the yeah. base box is, uh, I'm going to have to scroll all the way up, but the base box is two <laughs> factions plus the book plus yeah. uh, all the bits of Bob. So, I mean, a faction is, that's a tank and 16 or 18 figures. Yeah. That's 18 figures and a little floaty droid thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, that there's it's not a huge amount. The, um the other thing they sorry the the other thing they said with this campaign is that they never wanted to put anything in a pledge and then hide anything behind a stretch goal hmm. banner yeah. so because it always felt like you were in their words getting less of a game with stretch goals so what they've done is they've decided that they're gonna go light on that kind of thing and so anything that so, so everything is based around the pledges and everything you see on that is what you're going to get so they they've very much made it as kind of transparent as possible on the campaign yeah, view to dive. Yeah, they're so. avoiding one of the, the big pitfalls that we've seen from some companies where they hit stretch goal after stretch goal after stretch goal and yeah. then they blast through them really quick and then they have to think of more, which costs more, which they haven't already yeah. cost before before the campaign kicks yeah. off. Yeah, this yeah. this is set set add ons. Yeah. So pack, it's add ons so, that already exist yeah. that you can yeah. just buy. Yeah, I, so, I, I like yeah. that and I agree with that. I love the the big game hunter. Mm. It's nice. Really, he's, uh, he's got a very big bubbly face on him, which yeah, is good. You can just spray that yellow 
couple of black dashes down and one <laughs> curve. <laughs> and away you go. Yeah. What? No, no little red dot in the middle. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so uh, as I say, uh, they're a very new company. Uh, they've they've been spending the last year, two years, kind of getting their name out there with a lot of people. Mm. Um, they've done a couple a couple of videos, including with ourselves. Even though <laughs> yeah, the interesting thing is they they were saying that everything is good to go. Yeah, so yeah, it's all just ready. Yeah, they've, so, taken, they've taken the time. It's now. the production costs um, to get yeah. them up and running. So they've got a February, yeah, mm -hmm. February. Um, Estimated delivery December. Yeah, no February. Oh right, sorry, I was uh, saying it's December for the book. I uh, yeah, it's so. ah right. Uh, but everything has been worked out with um, manufacturers in the UK. Yeah, so they're so hoping, it's all homegrown for us, and yeah. because they already have everything ready to go, files are already everything's designed, mm -hmm. games designed. There's nothing that needs to be after we finish this and we get your money. We're going to spend another six months tweaking the gameplay or any of that yeah. nonsense it's just as soon as they can get the slots booked in to start manufacturing they will It'll be ready so yeah. therefore they're hoping they've given themselves a year but they're hoping it'll be much much sooner than that that essentially they should be able to push the button as soon as the funds come through it'll, so. it'll be interesting to see with uk production if it if it does follow through i remember there was uh was it drop fleet commander they were doing uk production i think there was a part of it that fell down it was all the maps became incredibly expensive after the campaign. Yeah, you can see there's no maths in this. Oh, I, I know that, I know that. But it, it'll just be interesting to see how it it changes instead of being something that's produced over in China and then shipped over here versus being produced here and not having the shipping weight. Yeah, well, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how it all comes. Yeah, yeah. Mm, time, time, time will tell. Uh, their website, The War on Terror, is worth going if you want to see more it's of their stuff. It's jam-packed with stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. and things like the rules and the forum are fairly uh well updated updated regularly people on the board the, with that so the rules will also be free online forever so that's something to bear in mind with this yeah so if the, you do have some like miniatures lying around that. you could always give that a go so yeah, yeah. If, just if you're after things like shiny hardback books and stuff like that then mm. yeah you need to chase down the physical one but uh yeah the most fascinating thing for me i think will be how the game scales without bogging down because mm -hmm. the, the rules don't change. So, well, if a skirmish version and a big battle version run off the same rule set, mm. um, how well that, that interplay works. Yeah. It's got some like interesting matrixes and stuff in there, which will be very interesting to see how they all work. There's some, I think there's some videos on uh, oh, yeah. YouTube and stuff for you to go and check out. And I think they're going to be working on some some there are some of their own battle reports and stuff as well so well, yeah, that'll, that'll really come down to the the flow of the main mechanics how they just one leads to the other leads to the other is there anything that's really granular that you have to do that you might yeah. need to start skipping in bigger battles mm. well, well we shall see you can mm. check it out there's 31 days left mm -hmm. and uh hopefully people will be up and playing that in the not too distant yeah, future i think they're about halfway through their funding goal at the moment so they've got plenty yeah. of time so oh yeah cool yeah. And we may see them back at um UKG. UKG, yeah. 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 <laughs> don't, know. don't know if they're coming yet. Don't know if we'll be allowed out of my fishbowl. Who can say? <laughs> well, Jerry, you are sat down as a presenter, so unless we get them to come on to the live stream, but who knows? I will tell. We shall see, and we shall see you again next Friday. Mm. If that's too far away for you, though, Sunday morning, <laughs> come and join us over on tabletop.com with our cultists as the... XLBS witters gently through some hobby 
although I've seen what Warren's got cooking, so it might not be particularly gentle. Uh, and you I- can get a 30-day trial for that. If you fancy joining us, if you're not already a cog or an otter, please come across. It's always good to see you on a Sunday. Otherwise, we'll see you again next Friday. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.